Bang. See you in three minutes. Yep. This some Prevo shit, huh? Lyrically immortal beast, redesign artistically. Ha, L-R-B-R-A. I just wanna get fly with you, so fly, so fly. Clouds that we hear now ain't coming down Cause I hear the sound of the light of flick sparking big clips Took a big rip with a thick bitch and she fine too About fine too, doing something smooth we can vibe too Match my energy and you can slide through I like different flavors, let me try you I just need a taste of what you're really giving Don't fight the temptation, baby, release and give in Long as you stay loyal, we both gonna end up winning And there was no question, I know you was down to ride by my side Unique as a rose, for the ashes I rose Straight from the gutter, I grew up in nose When I made it out, I couldn't believe it Look at the beauty outside of these streets Mama just texted me, told me she proud of me Your son doing better, my demons just dance with me I'll never end up another young black casualty Valley with life and energy surrounding me But still I just wanna get flying with you, so fly, so fly. Really just tryna get high with you, so high, so high. They can't understand why we do everything, everywhere, every day. We walk on the moon. I just wanna get fly with you, with you, with you. Really just tryna get high with you, with you, with you. They can't understand why we do everything, everywhere, every day. We walk on the moon. We can be like Eric and Donald from the '70s show. Maybe Monica and Chandler keep it on the low. Ross and Rachel, fuck it, we let everybody know. Millhouse and Lisa type shit, give us time to grow. Uh, like the seeds that were planted right under the snow. Give them six months. Ordinary is the glow from the sunshine. Greatness takes time. One conversation, it should be mine. Trying to have an answer, me not take from me. Cause I'm holding ready. But I'm also kind of damaged, I got hoes already. Still a fly young king, so the hoes are ready. Melody, sand waving in the flow. Instead, new beat swag with a little bit of mom spaghetti. The reason for the lyrical, no, it's not a subliminal. I'm from pissing elevators and smoking my summer pools. And I made it out. Yeah, I struggle from time to time. But I'm happy now. Obstacles coming in, I see them, but I ain't backing down. Old homies that hated on me, still coming back around. But I'm cool with it. Cause we fly like people get high like planes Sit here laughing at all y'all lanes I'm a beast unleashed, I can't be tame But you won't ever forget my name I just wanna get fly with you So fly, so fly Really just tryna get high with you So high, so high They can't understand why we do Everything, everywhere, everything We walk on the moon I just wanna get fly with you With you, with you Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of the internet and planet Earth and parts 
unknown. It is time for the House Divided Podcast Season 5, Episode 9. Today, we have ourselves a fun one. We have the Michigan Michigan State preview, the battle for a, a trophy with a lumberjack on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that's accurate. Very heavy lumberjack. Featuring our friend and Michigan State fan, Caleb. Hello. Um, you might know Caleb as uh, v- uh, v- I'm f- Twitch handles, Twitch usernames, and Twitter usernames are escaping me, so I'll let Caleb take this part. <laughs> He's had a few um, of them. Twitch is it's underscore Sparty, and Twitter is at it's Sparty. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my things were escaping me. Um... Yeah, I mean it's like it's like you. It's like I ne- I never remember uh, which one of your names is your PSN or your Twitter because one's Werewolf FPS and the other's PVE. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. And then I always have some random quip about the current state state of Ohio sports or Tampa Bay Lightning sports. Uh, always <laughs> on Twitter also, or about yeah. how Kevin Warren's of god-awful uh big ten commissioner well i mean all of those things are true yeah i mean tampa bay lightning ohio state sports yeah over there yeah. and uh hate tweets at uh ea sports and kevin warren over there <laughs> there's a lot of oh i'm surprised kevin warren hasn't blocked me on twitter but that's a story for a different day um hey i mean Bound to happen sometime. Not all of us can be uh, blocked by Rob Parker on seven different Twitter accounts, though. Uh, two Twitter account, two Twitter accounts might be three by now. I think I might have gotten uh, myself blocked uh, on the podcast one uh, intentionally. Yes. Um, yes. Instagram, I I'm I'm blocked twice by Rob Parker on there. Uh, I really hate Rob Parker. <laughs> Stories for different days because we got. <laughs> that's been we've been over this plenty yeah. of times he was only his face was only featured on stupid people say stupid things for a little while for a long time god is he is he on this um this graphic this iteration of the graphic i don't know i don't believe i don't believe he is uh and that's simply because uh i don't know what he does because he's rarely on anything notable anymore uh fox seems to have given up on him so the only place he can spew his nonsense is uh, Twitter and Instagram. So I don't see that stuff. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So um, real quick before we get into the show, um, as I said at the top of the intro, uh, Michigan, Michigan State preview. We got Caleb in. He um, is the man who knows everything there is to know about Michigan State football, at least yes. for this podcast. Yeah. I, I know more about Michigan State football than I ever intended to because I've watched them a lot this year. Um, I've watched parts of them this year. So let's move on um, into the show so we can get this going. Um, let's start with Stupid People Say Stupid Things. Caleb, you are the guest, so I will let you start the segment off. 
you if you have any. This? If you <laughs> so have, I don't. I don't know if this is more like stupid people, because you guys aren't stupid people. But oh. I just wanted to bring up the fact that you guys said Michigan State would be near the bottom yeah. in the Big Ten at the beginning of the year, which trust <laughs> me, I felt the same way. But I I wanted to bring that up because you know, it needed to be that, said. That's fair because I. In the midst of Michigan State's first game uh, against Northwestern, I did say that I thought MSU was going to be the worst team in the Big Ten. That I will I don't know, eat my I don't words. I don't know if Boston felt quite as sure about that as I did, but I did not see this happening at all. <laughs> I will eat my words and say, you know what? I was half expecting us to take to take that one on the podcast, so I'm okay with that. Um, I did not expect to see Michigan State at seven and zero, six and zero. Seven and zero. Seven and zero. Okay, seven and zero. Um, at this, yeah, at any point yeah. in the next couple of years, they've, um, I'm, Big yeah. Ten's been weird. Yeah, the Big Ten's been real weird. <laughs> we'll be talking about how weird the Big Ten's been here in a moment. Um. So, Jordan, you want to take yours because you have a few more than uh, I do, I believe. Yeah, I'm going to do then. these as quickly as I can. Um, I don't know if you have Horace in any of yours. I do. But for, for one of the very few times Horace has found his way into mine, simply because he has given me a, a nickname for Penn State football and Penn State athletics as a whole that I am going to use forever. It's I don't remember what this original tweet was. Apparently it was from Barstool. Uh, wow. They could so be on stupid people say stupid things. So, uh, yeah, all right. the time. I don't know. I, I don't know who's who's more stupid. <laughs> but he replies, nah, that's just how pants dates played around people and thinking they was ham hoarding, but ain't even toured off the cabinet doors slow. Hashtag roll tide. And somebody somebody feels very strongly about about Horace. He just got replies of just says, Horace is my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> got some strong feelings about Horace. Goodness gracious. Um, let's see. I found what might be the stupidest comment thread on oh, the no. internet in the history of ever uh, on Instagram. Again, I don't remember what this uh, post was, but the comments have nothing to do with the oh, post, no. so it's irrelevant. Oh, no. From the account on Instagram, underscore young boy better. Just says, don't care. Young boy better. Which is just a meme these days, and I don't get why. I don't care to know anything more about it. I got nothing. I don't know what's going on somebody, there. Somebody replies to him, quiet, goofy man. Young boy better replies, L, and also replies, Jets are better. Better than what? I don't remember. Better, better than the Lions, technically. Technically, I don't, I don't know if that's, if really, that's true. really, I don't know if that's really true. Uh, so the other person on this thread, uh, Andy Carps04 on Instagram, replies to Young Boy Better. <clears throat> and says ratio plus L plus breath smells plus no one asks. And young boy better replies ratio plus L plus YB better. Clown emoji, clown emoji, clown emoji. 
and all those stupid little ratio attempts garnered a grand total of zero likes, fittingly so. so I feel stupider for just hearing that, that exchange. That's that's Instagram comment section. All of those you. people right there are... Loser. Yeah. Losers indeed. Um, I didn't get to press that button a whole lot last week. No. Where to next? All right. Um, this last, uh, or not, not, not the last one, but this one is on a post uh, from the Detroit Free Press about uh, Chuck Hughes, who is widely believed to be, be the only NFL player who has ever died on a field, and he played for the Detroit Lions 50 years ago. It was just the 50th anniversary of that. In the comments, we have, I remember that that day like it was yesterday. Thanksgiving Day against the Bears. And a couple people very happily, for me anyway, pointed out, since when is Thanksgiving in October? Because that didn't happen on Thanksgiving Day if it's the 50th anniversary of it happening now in October. I don't, I don't know what, what Terry uh, over here on Facebook is, is smoking. What what was he smoking? What like I I need to know what he was on because that sounds like some good shit. Jesus Christ! Um, wow. Ba, ba, da, ba, ba. Um, I know I've already told you about this one. Uh, halftime in the Michigan and Northwestern game, the marching band was out there and they did a little skit, a little beer pong skit, and they had an oh, Ohio God, State yeah. ball that, of course, misses the cup. You know, rival schools and all subtle little stupid jabs like that happen all the time with marching band halftime shows. Yeah. And of course the Michigan ball bounced a couple times off the rim, but made it in, made it in the cup. It's the important part. And Jacob on Instagram says, dude, they weren't even playing Ohio state. They were playing Northwestern. OSU lives rent free in their heads. Huh? Yeah. That's kind of how rivalries work. Yeah. <laughs> well, yep. I mean, I have a large group of um Ohio State fans making this segment again. So yeah, that's this. Oh, no. It's been a rough week for Ohio State fans, apparently. At least All in right. terms of saying and stupid shit on the internet. Mercifully, we only have two more. Uh, on the post that showed the map uh, of Twitter data that was used to show which state. Uh, or which team each state was rooting for in the World Series, and everywhere outside of Texas, and for whatever goddamn reason, Delaware, uh, are rooting for the Braves. And Delaware. somebody replies to this. Yeah, I don't It would make, I, I thought it would make sense, like, like Phillies fans don't want anything good to happen for the Braves, but Pennsylvania was rooting for the Braves too, so I, I don't. Delaware is really weird. Uh, in That's response true. to this, we have Back the Pack at Equity Bruin on Twitter. says, I'm rooting for the Astros. I think it would be a stain on baseball if they do. And all I want in life is for that sport to be abolished so I never have to see it again. 
I don't know where this loser. hatred for loser. baseball's coming loser. from. Loser. But... Loser. Loser. <laughs> loser. 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 And then this last one that is. So I can't even hit the button anymore. I hit it so many times that I just I started to miss. This last one is especially stupid, and I don't really know. I mean, this guy is—he says some stupid things sometimes, but not all the time. This oh, is David I Land. <laughs> I know David what this Land, one is. Yep. who is um, mainly an indie car YouTuber, but you know, follows motorsports and everything in general. Commenting on the uh, kind of awkward interviews that uh, Megan The Stallion and uh, Serena Williams had with uh, Formula One reporter Martin Brundle at the United States Grand Prix, um, which were awkward. <laughs> There's no way around that. They were very, very bizarre. So David says, new rule across racing. If the celebrity can't pass a simple written test uh, on basic racing knowledge, in example, who is Martin Brundle, no hard card for you. Buy a ticket and sit in the grandstand and learn something, you pleb. Also, no celebrities in the pace car or flag stand. Now, motorsports is by no means the most popular uh, sort of sport in the country. I mean, there's a reason we call them the four major sports with football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. It's, it's not on that level. And F1 even more so. So yeah. when you have celebrities that are going to these races, I know, I mean, I know, especially in the case of Megan the Stallion, she was paid to be there uh, by a cash app and was literally just a walking advertisement for them. I was saying, I know Serena Williams but, has been to the U.S. Grand Prix a couple times. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, she's, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know if Megan ever has. I, so, I don't think so. I don't, I don't care what the reason they're there for. They have such a following, both of them, that somebody is going to see that odds are like there is no possible way that a single fan of those people doesn't see them at these races. They watch the race and they're like, ah, this is actually kind of fun. If one person watches Formula One or motorsports in general after seeing them there, that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> like it's gross. Yeah, I don't know. David, David's just trying to trying to be just just trying to gatekeep. So and it all, just sucks. all I'm going to say about David, first off, um, Caleb, do you know who Martin Brundle is? To be honest, I don't. That, I was going to ask him the same thing. That's yeah, not was, shocking. No prayer. No prayer. <laughs> that is not shocking because unless you were alive during Martin Brundle's F1 run back in the late 80s into 94, if I remember correctly, 86 to 94. He retired before I was born. Yes. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't even a thought then. Yeah, he was. Reti- he retired before I was born too. Um, I believe it was 94. If it was 94, then yep. Barely, um, but yep. I believe it was 86 to 94. Um, unless you watched F1 at that point in time, or you have watched... 24-hour Le Mans religiously because he ran it for years because it was the only thing he could even 
really be competent in, you wouldn't know who the fuck Martin Brundle really is. Unless you're already a fan of F1 and watch the broadcast and know that he's on the broadcast team. Yeah. Like, it, Martin Brundle is the, like... He's kind the, of irrelevant in, in Formula One. He, in his... I mean, he's a well-respected, you know, commentator and, and, and journalist, yeah, you know, on these, he's respected at these races. respected what he does. Unless, but... you're, unless you're already in the door on F1, you don't, you don't have a clue. Yeah, he's just a guy. He didn't. He won zero races in his nine, eight, nine years, his nine seasons or whatever it was. He had, I saw he finished no higher than sixth in the points. Yeah, finished no higher than sixth in the points at any point. Um, I think he had like four podiums, four or five podiums, something like that. Um, so he wasn't really like super relevant as a driver, and yeah, Megan the Stallions, um. Bodyguards didn't know who Martin Brundle is either. That I mean, you gotta know. I mean, it's at... a stupid question though, as well. Yeah. Like, can you do a Formula One rap for us? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, the bodyguard, her, her bodyguards should have probably known who he was. So it wasn't just a scenario of you have essentially treating some guy just like a fan who got onto the grid, but. Well, and and. and... He literally introduced himself. Martin Brundle, British television. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not shocked that nobody really, like, that they didn't know who he was. I mean, he hasn't, like, he's done similar stuff to, like, this to Serena Williams in the past, where just walks right up to her and expects her to answer everything. It's like... Running, and he did this, he did this race as well, and I can't believe that uh, the interaction with Megan Thee Stallion and the bodyguards was... Um, the one that was taken away more from this weekend, because he walked up to Serena and she just waved him off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I get it. I mean, socks, kitty, but um, yeah, yeah no. I mean, that's like, you know, that's like saying, you know, you're going to, to like a concert and you know, like, the headliner or the, the the main act and everything, but you don't know any of the supporting acts or anything, and so, and a fan telling you you got no reason to be here. Yeah, like, it's it's silly. Yeah, the whole thing is silly. And and before we do move on to your stupid people saying stupid things, I do want to point out that Martin Brundle, I don't believe, is the one that has a problem with this. It is Twitter that is blown yeah. it way out of proportion. It's the... Martin, I don't think. I mean, he probably thought it was awkward and it was weird and it didn't look good. Yeah, but I don't think he thought. I don't think he was offended by it or was just like, ah, man, celebrities, old man yells at cloud. Yeah. Twitter had their old man yells at cloud moment a couple of times this week. Or, well, the internet did. Uh, moving on to my stupid people say stupid things. I have four. I'm going right. to get through mine relatively quickly. My first one comes from you all know him and you all think he's stupid. Oh, Horace. Horace goes by large elephants on Twitter. Horace tweeted this in reply to ESPN. ESPN um tweeted something about Texas A&M beating whoever the fuck they played. Horace tw- replied with this tweet. Win against nobody teams. Held it up footballs all they want, but ain't rakes in a sectional, so needed less land to put math on. Roll Tide. Hashtag Roll Tide. Now, first off, 
Caleb, since um, you were from Michigan and you do not speak fluent South, and I am from the South and speak fluent South, let me translate a little bit of this for you. Now, Grant, it's Alabama, so it's a different dialect. They have less brain cells. But <laughs> let me help you out here. Okay. I dropped out of school in second grade to play banjo. I ain't got no teeth. My cousin is my wife. Hashtag Roll Tide. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. That's that's Horace. Oh, that that's oh, Horace. Now second problem. Never, never change, buddy. Second problem. Uh as the six people in Alabama who know how to use internet are uh furious furiously sending hate tweets towards me. Yeah, probably. Um Secondly, here's the other problem with Horace. Texas A&M beat Alabama. And he wants to say that they they haven't played anybody. <laughs> they have wins against nobody teams. Moving on. Um, I mean, maybe maybe Horace is just really honest about how he feels about his Crimson Tide. He's maybe. just he's he just knows that it, that it ain't their year. Yeah, maybe. That's true. That's true. That's Doubtful. a good point. <laughs> but... Um. This one comes from Tim Hasselbeck, who works for ESPN now. Tim Hasselbeck said on the ESPN Morning Show, Get Up, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee has been the worst thing to happen to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers this year. He is saying this in reference to every Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers goes on to Pat McAfee's show for like 30 minutes or whatever. And, and it's glorious. It, Talks has a talks. He has his own book club on the show, which is hilarious. And yeah, he just he goes and talks to Pat like he's talking to a media guy. Um, sort of, sort of, except he's not a robot in that, in that scenario. Yeah, actually shows that he's human. Yeah, Tim Hassel said this mostly, or at least everybody who is affiliated with Pat McAfee show took it as a joke. Pat even said on the show the day this happened. This was last Thursday. You know what? It's just joking. We're having it's laugh. We like Tim Hasselbeck. He's a good guy. And that's what he said is not why Tim Hasselbeck makes this segment. He makes the segment because Tim Hasselbeck is one of those media members who hates NFL players that don't like talking to the media. Yeah, uh, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> Tim Hasselback is uh Tim Hasselback is uh yeah, upset because he's not talking to the media that Aaron Rodgers is not talking to the media that he uh, wants him to talk to. This just in the Detroit Red Wings beat the Washington Capitals, nice. meaning my NHL parley is dead. Matt, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. Wings are hot. <laughs> That's unfortunate for me. That's like the first time they've beaten Washington in like six years. Yeah. Um. Continuing on, on the with the segment. Anyway. Continuing on with the segment. Um. Ohio State fans made the news again this week as a conglomerate, or at least Ohio, some Ohio um, State fans on Twitter. This was a too many to count. This is the third time in a third week in a row we've had a scenario like this. Um, 
So the news broke Saturday afternoon that Quinn Ewers was not making the travel roster to go to Indiana. That beatdown we will talk about here in a few minutes. Several, and by several I mean about 25 at least, that I stopped counting after that. Ohio State fans on the internet tweeted, This isn't news. Why are you re- why are you reporting this? This isn't news. No one cares. This is not a news story. Why why does this sure matter? Anything. Why does this anything matter? Could be a news story. And just on repeat. This is a news story because Quinn Ewers left high school a year early to go to Ohio State. Quinn Ewers was the most sought after and most and high, highest cover, high, most highly coveted quarterback recruit of his recruiting class, the 2022 recruiting class. He was the number one quarterback in his recruiting class, and I believe he was the number one recruit in his quarterback in, in the class. He was either number one or number two recruit in the class, 2022 class. So him not making the travel roster is kind of news, you fucking pylons. And finally, this one comes from Instagram. Normally, I don't get a lot from Instagram. This comes in wake of the Manchester United defeat at the hands of Liverpool. That you'll also get into. That I will talk about also in in a short period of time. Um, this is on some some sports page that I follow, and I just replied to this was as this loss is embarrassing. Something something sure. needs some something somewhere needs to change. Is that was my reply? In comes a man uh, by very very true statement. Um, in comes a man who his. Instagram username is Footy Fanboy. I see. You're an American. You're not a real fan. Your opinions don't count. There it is. Yikes. I, because I was at work and I was bored, I decided to indulge this individual, which I shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Because you just eh. don't indul- indulge these fucking morons. Unless that's the reasoning behind it, just literally like, eh, I'm pretty bored. I don't want to. I want to have somebody say some stupid stuff. And I, I replied to this man. I was like, I've been to three separate Manchester United games. Sure, they were all here in America, but I've been to three. How many have you been to? Footy fanboy comes back and replies, "Boy, those games don't count because they weren't in. They weren't Premier League games." Here are some of the games I have been to, real quick. Real Madrid, PSG, and then the MLS All-Star team, which that one, yeah. (laughs) Meh. The other two were, oh, and Liverpool. So there's actually four, because they played Liverpool uh, a few years back in the League of Champ, the preseason League of Champions or Intercontinental Championship or whatever the fuck they called it. You went to that. You went to that game at Michigan Stadium, didn't you? Uh that that was the Real Madrid game. Yeah. When side note, every single woman's panties in the stadium probably dropped when Ronaldo walked onto the field. That, I mean, it happens. I don't doubt it. it just it just throw. We gotta throw that out there. Um, 
the high-pitched screeches are still ingrained into my brain, unfortunately. Oh, no. Um, so this individual says, well, those don't count because they weren't, they weren't here in Europe. And I still, I replied to him, well, how many have you been to? His answer, zero. Because they're too expensive over in, or they're too, it's too hard to get tickets or expensive or whatever the fuck he said. So it's like. I replied, I thought this is the final one. I didn't get a reply back for him on this one. I replied to him. I was like, so you're saying I've been to more games than you have, but I'm not the real fan. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't understand. It's back to the whole gatekeeping thing. Like we would think that, you know, Europeans would want their sport to grow more, but Apparently that's not the case. And I've never had I've never had Chelsea fans uh, say that to me, but uh, last year when uh, West Ham was one point above Chelsea in the tables, uh, in the midst of check the, the tables. Yeah. Uh, oh, I actually yeah. hold on before we finish, before you finish it. How did that end up? Did I believe Chelsea ended up higher in the tables? Oh yeah. Yep. I think West Ham uh, fell back to like sixth, and Chelsea was third or fourth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were they were ahead, and it was very early in the season as well. It was like this time, uh, almost. It was like last November, December, somewhere. And look at the um, tables. That was yeah, a running gag yeah. for a while. Check, yeah, check the tables. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, when I was like, okay, you guys have played one more game than us. I, I guess if you win some games, I suppose it kind of makes sense. You're higher up in the tables if you played more games. <laughs> And then you know that that wasn't uh, one of the thing uh, because because I'm American and I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like there are just some. Even, been, even though I've been a Chelsea fan since I was like 11. <laughs> I would say I've been a United fan and a soccer fan for a very 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 long time. That's just kind of comes with part of the territory of where I grew up in Florida. UEFA Champions League football 2006 on uh, on the PlayStation 2. That's what did it. <laughs> so that is stupid people say stupid things for the day. Um, all of those people who we talked about are loser. On to the news where, well, I had hoped the news was going to be rant-free. In fact, up it until a be. couple days ago, our podcast notes said, The News, hopefully rant-free edition. Well... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just the, the sports world is just imploding in among itself. It feels like I don't, I don't know what I don't know what's going on. Anymore. We'll start with the first one here. In a story that, and I I know I said this about um um balls. Who did I say say about this earlier this year? Last week. No, like beginning of the season, a story I said wouldn't die. Um, uh, Sean Watson? No. Um, balls. Fake school. Um, Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore. Oh, thank yeah. you. The 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 school name just just left my brain for a minute. I said this about Bishop Sycamore after they had been on the show 
three weeks three three weeks running. <laughs> we are now three weeks running with this story and a story that very well might die might not die because it just doesn't want to stop. We ain't even feel like we haven't even scratched the surface on on how deep this is gonna go. The Washington football team slash kind of Mark Davis and the whole story that started with John Gruden sending hateful emails is back in the news. Uh, Last week, Congress, as in the United States Congress, wanted all of the findings from the NFL's investigation into the Washington football team to be released. Well, Roger Goodell announced that none of those documents or emails will be released um, to protect those who came forward. Shockingly, yeah. <laughs> or well, not so shockingly in my opinion, not, not shocking at all actually, Mark Davis said he still wants a full report from the NFL. Uh, he said this about 30 minutes after the news broke that Roger Goodell wasn't going to do wasn't going to release any information about it because Mark Davis believes he was wronged by the NFL. Yeah, he just doesn't know uh, know when to take the L. Yeah, that's not that's not shocking from the kid of <laughs> just win, baby guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not used to taking. He's not used to losing. He, he should be. <laughs> he needs to roll over and just stop. Like, oh, Mark. Yeah. And fuck Dan Snyder. And fuck Dan Snyder. I was yeah. a little bit uh, surprised that they weren't going to release a little bit more uh, of it. Or all of it. Like, they're not releasing but, anything. Yeah, that's like, uh, that's going to be gonna be a thing. And again, I, I don't think we're anywhere near the end of that story. So... We'll see what we'll see what happens with it. Huh. I don't want to take this next one, but oh god. Um. So announced a couple days ago, the Chicago Blackhawks were fined two million dollars, and their team president resigned amid allegations of how the team mishandled a uh, sexual. Assault, uh, multiple from the sounds of it. Yeah, multiple uh, sexual uh, assaults or sexual uh, harassment cases. Yeah. All sorts of nasty For- shit. Former uh, video coach Brad Aldrich, a uh, anonymous former Blackhawks player, uh, told The Athletic that every guy on the team knew about what was going on. And uh, I know Joel Quenville who is uh, with the Florida Panthers these days. He was going to meet with uh, Commissioner Bettman before their game tonight. Uh, he, people people want him uh, punished in that whole situation. You know, head coach overseeing all that. It's messy. <clears throat> we don't know a whole lot about it yet. But like I said, the sports world is just continuously imploding on itself and if we could have a podcast one week sometime soon that doesn't feature something like this that would be glorious be um and just to throw a little bit more onto this story 
a black a couple of Blackhawks players. I don't remember any names, but I did see this saying a couple people saying that it was time for Bowman to go. Their GM slash team president saying it was time for him to go. Well, <laughs> and well, yeah. I feel like I feel like the reasons they wanted him to go are probably not very relevant when there's stuff like this happening. Yeah. Um, moving on. Washington oh. Wizards player Montrez Harrell got a technical foul, and which I believe led to a two thousand dollar fine. Also, oh god, for a um verbal engaging in a verbal exchange with Drake. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I believe the season opener for the for the Toronto Raptors and. And the the Wizards <clears throat> and Raptors season opener. Um, I had not seen this until last night, and good lord! I wanted this to just, real doing. quick before this we. This what we're doing now. <laughs> and for, real quick, from what? Um, first of all, anyone who doesn't really isn't really in the know of basketball. Drake is apparently a massive Toronto Raptors fan. Has courtside seats to every Except home he's a game. Fan. Yeah. Except when he's a Laker fan or a Celtics fan. Yeah. Or really, really whoever's whoever's doing all right at the time. Yeah. Has Drake's a sucker for free jerseys, man. Yeah, he is. Apparently has courtside tickets to every Raptors home game. And yes, that is true. Um Montrez Montrez Montrezel Montrez I have no Montrez, idea. Montrez Montrez Harrells. Yeah, I would say, what's with the L on the end of that? I don't know. Montrez Harrell said that... Silent L. um, Him and Drake were just laughing and having a conversation. Yeah, I believe it. it, Said it wasn't something as serious as what the refs believed it to be. Yeah, I don't understand what we're doing (laughs) with this. Like, this, it looks so, like... There's no reason to call a foul and fine a guy for stuff like that. Exactly. It's just stupid. And yeah. let let me know when you're done with the Montrez Herald bit, because I do want to get into what this reminded me of that happened this last week. I was just going to lead into that, but go ahead. Take us away for this second portion of the okay. story. So the main part that was put in the notes by Austin was about Montrez Herald. But when I was reading over the notes, I couldn't help but equate this to the one of the worst penalty calls I have ever seen in any sport ever. Uh, Iowa State wide receiver Xavier Hutchinson was called for taunting on his way into the end zone in Iowa State's 24-21 win over Oklahoma State. Get to that game in a second. As much Uh, as I don't want to. <clears throat> I I would rather not as well. That was that was a rough one. Vegas knew more than me. But uh, he did. He turned around a little bit. He looked behind him, um, which is a natural thing to do on the football field. Check and see if there's anybody there. Did about half of a high step, and that was it. And the rest I wouldn't even call it a half fact, of one. <clears throat> I don't even, it was was the most awkward looking high step I've ever seen. This flag 
resulted in that touchdown being taken off the board before in the ultimate form of justice and karma and everything that's right and true. Hutchinson would score again. <laughs> yeah. So thank like two God plays later. Yeah. Yeah. It was the yeah, same drive. Yeah. I have no idea. If, if you've listened to the radio broadcast from Iowa State on that one, it's just like they couldn't believe it. It's, it's literally, I can't think of a more egregious call in terms of like taunting or personal fouls or anything like that. Like this is, this is getting out of hand. I've gotten called for worse who, in both high school and college. So who wants this? Like who wants, you can't be happy about making a play at all. I thought we were over this. I feel like when the NFL loosened their celebration restrictions and the stupid cel- excessive celebration penalties that used to be so rampant in college football have kind of died down a little bit. And now we're doing this again. It's like, I don't know why nobody wants this. I don't think anyway. Why would anybody want that? Old people. <laughs> old people want it. <clears throat> oh, God. It's the worst thing Except- I've ever seen. I've gotten called for way worse in both high school and college ball, so yeah. Doing things worse or more egregious calls? Uh, doing things way worse than what <laughs> Xavier Hutchinson did. Significantly <laughs> worse. What happens when people cross the turbo, Yoda? So this is like some things that, yeah. I mean, fuck, I got called for so many unsportsmanlike con- conducts and taunting calls, um... In high school, my junior year of high school, that I got a letter from the state of Michigan, <laughs> which is still somewhere sitting in my uh, drawer next to me. Everything, is everything okay? <laughs> Good like, God! All right, the state of Michigan. Uh, hey, you need to stop this. <laughs> Probably. Anything um, else on on that? Anybody? No. Before Austin goes into to rant mode. <sighs> I I honestly can't even rant about this game anymore. I'm just so over this one now. Just ready to uh, move on to Tottenham, hopefully. Um, <laughs> other than like, there is some stuff I do want to say because obviously I did mention this, and stupid people say stupid things. Manchester United lost five nothing to Liverpool at home. First off, that is their worst loss to Liverpool in club history. It is the second worst defeat. Um, Manchester United has suffered in modern history, or at least by modern history, I mean Premier League history, the worst being 6-1 to Manchester City. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has to be out after this, right? I would think so. You have a team with as much talent. You have Paul Pogba, you have Ronaldo, you have... um, David Fred. De Gea, who hasn't been playing, is did did you just say Fred? <laughs> did, did I just hear Fred? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> there goes there goes whatever alcohol was left. All gone now. <laughs> you have David De Gea, who hasn't been playing as great, admittedly. Oh my god. The Fred the Fred mentioned just puts you over the top, eh? Bruno Fernandez. 
god. Nemanja Matic, you have so Marcus Rashford, oh, who's good. Matic is still there. Yep. Anthony Martial, who, Martial, who's good. Uh, Ronaldo, who I believe I already mentioned. Juan, Ma, Juan Mata, who didn't sniff the pitch this game. He's still there? Yeah. Dear God, I feel like he played for Chelsea fucking 15 years ago. Um, He played for Manchester United. My His first year was that year I went down to um Ann Arbor to watch them play Real back in, in 14. Same with uh, Nemanja Matic. Yep. Jesus. He has been gone from fucking Chelsea for a long time. Yeah, I could keep but going anyway, on with too, this roster. Too much talent to to have something like that happen. It that was that was brutal. And Liverpool has Mo Salah, Mohamed Salah. Yeah, and That's, he was the he was the big problem. Yeah, <laughs> hat trick in the game. So <laughs> a hat trick uh, in uh, I believe seventeen game minutes. He had goals in the 41st 43rd and then yeah they happened pretty quick like the 53rd something like that yeah this is the problem and i said in stupid people saying stupid things or at least what had led me to getting this guy and that individual and stupid people saying stupid things something needs to change and in my opinion has to be the manager. It has to be the gaffer because Solskjaer's got to go. Solskjaer's got to go. <laughs> this is why they've been constantly underperforming since he's been named manager post um Jose Mourinho. Oh yeah, and, I forgot about that. <laughs> and this is the problem with hiring a club legend. Social art, phenomenal player and club legend when cl- club legend when he was a player with the team. As a manager, though, he's he is a loser, and this loss is just a disgrace. Yeah, I I told you when that game was going on, and I said that's the problem with hiring legends of the team to be coaches or general managers like in the case of joe dumars with the pistons yeah and i mean steve eisenman's the only one that breaks that trend <clears throat> and you know with chelsea he hired frank lampard who had one managerial job before taking over one of the biggest clubs in the world and it didn't work <clears throat> and you are in that terrible situation where you don't want to fire the guy like, especially, like, Lampard even more so. Like, he's, like, Mount Rushmore of Chelsea players. Yeah. And and you got to gotta fire him because you got a team, and Chelsea proved they had the team going on, winning the whole goddamn Champions League and everything. But it's like, it, it gets to the point where something's got to, if it ain't working, it ain't working. And it's not working for United right now. It, it ain't working for. Man I think United, if so they struggle, maybe it, you guys, maybe you guys will will get rid of Solskjaer and find your own Thomas Tuchel. Fuck. Yeah, but you wouldn't complain about that, would you? Give me. I want. I want Ryan Giggs back. He was oh. a gr- phenomenal interim manager after between um. Van Gaal and or no between um 
Even Moyes and Van Gaal, he was phenomenal. Oh, man. I forget about all the fucking <laughs> weird managers you guys have had. Haven Moyes. Fucking. You got Soulstar now. I forget about Ryan Giggs, though. He was only interim manager for like yeah, a month, essentially. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Moving on to F1, I'll take this piece of news so Jordan can talk he- about... Uh, a NASCAR race that happened in the United States of America that wasn't at the uh, Circuit of the Americas. I won't talk about it much. It's probably just going to be more so a preview of the point standings looking forward to look, uh, towards Martinsville. Okay, bingo. Um, Max Verstappen wins the U.S. Grand Prix, Grand Prix beating Lewis by, I believe... want to win the Grand Prix. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Beating Lewis by 1.1 seconds, I believe, is what the final tally was. That sounds about right. 1.1, 1.2, somewhere around there. Uh, Max doubles his championship lead. However, the slightly bigger news, uh, Mick Schumacher made an influence in the wrong way by in the race by being... Not getting out of the goddamn way. By being in the way... For the entirety of sectors two and three on the second to last lap, um, Schumacher was, I believe, about to go two laps down, or he went two laps down when Max and Lewis passed him. Easily, at least two. Yeah. Because I mean, that, the both Haas cars were about to get lapped, literally ten, ten laps into the race. So. Oh, so it's definitely more than two then. It might be two. I don't know. I can find out real quick. Um, the race. I, I, I from someone who watched this, it's so it's so nice as an American Formula One fan to not have to be up at five in the morning to watch yes. a race. So I always look forward to the United States Grand Prix. It's so good, and this race did not. How many laps was, was the race? Fifty-six. Well, ESPN's just kind of like busted. There's a shock. Because ESPN says um, Mick Schumacher was 56 laps behind. Well, that is definitely not the case. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, when, it, when, I, when you said that, I was like, um, wait a minute. Something doesn't sound right here. Race was 56 laps long. But no, race was, <laughs> race was absolutely phenomenal. Just seeing the, the strategies of both Red Bull and Mercedes play out and you know red bull red bull uh pulled the undercut off on mercedes and lewis hamilton twice and you just see hamilton kind of clawing back up there and then that second after uh verstappen's second stop he had i mean he had problems with lap traffic that whole last stint like there was and there was and i went back and watched it and ugh like there There's was like a blue flags like three, for a fucking reason. Three or four cars that were that were kind of getting in his way, and that one doesn't bother me as much because those guys were racing for position. Mick Schumacher's not doing a goddamn thing. Yeah, like he, he was has alone. no reason. He has no reason to be in that picture whatsoever. And I thought it was gonna cost Max the race because he had about a 1.3 second lead over Lewis before he caught. Uh, before he caught Mick, and he just barely kept that 
one second gap needed to not give Lewis DRS and in turn somehow was able to get DRS uh, for himself. But yeah, I, I thought as soon as that gap was closed and I, I thought for certain Lewis was going to get DRS and we were going to have a race on our hands, but uh, <clears throat> I think I, I thought Max was probably going to win anyway. Because, like I said, I mean, the gap was like 1.3 seconds. My thing, Lewis was just gouging that gap. And then, because it was much bigger with seven laps to go than 1.3. And. Yeah, oh, he was getting really close. And Max deserved to win. Yeah, he was right on the cusp of that one second threshold a lot. Um, And then with about three or four laps to go, Max started to kind of pull a gap a little bit again. I think the, the freshness on Lewis's tires were, were starting to go away and the tires were a lot more equal than how they were. And I mean, I'm sure Lewis burned through his stuff just to even get up there. But I mean, he was, he was nine seconds back after that second stop. Yes. So like he had to, he had to fucking boogie, but yeah, no, I, 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 Fucking just get out of the way, Mick. Like I, goddamn Haas. Don't. I have not been critical of Mick Schumacher at all this year. I think he's done extremely well in a machine that is terrible. In a car that would probably get outraced by a Toyota Prius, yes. (laughs) Like fucking. But he was just that that Russian dollar is really helping out Haas a lot, isn't it? And he was just in the worst place at the worst time. I does Lewis win? I don't know, but I believe I think it's still questionable. But I think it would have definitely had Max not been able to get that DRS for himself, having to because he he was able to pass Mick Schumacher at the literal perfect time. Yeah, just uh, because Schumacher was in the way for so fucking long. And. To that, I'll say this. It's like, yeah, the DRS helped Max get that gap bigger again, but it just got him back what Mick cost him anyway. So um, that's why I just think – I think Max had it anyway. I don't think but, so. I don't I don't know if Lewis would have been able to 100% clear him. I think it would have been way closer than 1.1, though. Maybe. And we'll again, know. it just comes Thanks, back to the blue flags are – thing for a reason i don't get drivers drivers were ignoring them all day i I, really didn't understand and that's why i don't get nascar i don't understand why so many nascar fans hate blue flags and why like i don't as like even when i watch whether it's indycar formula one anything i fucking hate watching the leaders have to try and negotiate lap traffic they are a much bigger deal in f1 in NASCAR, you usually have multiple <clears throat> multiple lanes, multiple brews where you can pass. They're not really necessary. So for F1, I mean, when you only have a couple spots on the track where you can even think about passing, yeah, they're that's when they're that's when yeah. they're necessary. I, I still I don't, don't. I don't ever want them. I don't ever want them in NASCAR. I still don't <laughs> understand why. Like, it's only a matter of time, in my opinion. I think it's only, and it may have even happened. I don't know enough. I don't watch enough NASCAR or know enough about NASCAR history. It's only a matter of time before you get a leader having to try and negotiate lap traffic, and then it causes a wreck, and 
takes and removes that leader from the race and ends their race. Oh, it's happened plenty. And it's happened. It's happened plenty where slow lap cars. And and another thing about how you, you just can't really do blue flags in NASCAR. I will look, say got, yes. You can't. It's hard to do got, them. We're going to Martinsville next week. It's a quarter mile long. Like, where do you expect them to go? You might as well just tell them to park the car. Yeah, that like, like there are instances no where pull over. they'd be pulling over for the rest of the race. Yeah, there are instances where yeah, it can't like Martinsville, it can't happen. But there are certain instances where it's like okay, so I I just don't like it. I don't find I want to see the leaders battle it out. I don't want to see the leaders have to. I don't want to see the top five. Oh well, we're we're driving past lap traffic. We have to slow down. And the last thing I'll say about this is that, like, it, I mean, it's, it's affected multiple races this year, and it's part of the NASCAR strategy almost in a way these days. Like, you got your teammate leading a race, you got a guy right on your ass in second, I'm having a bad day, shit, I'm going to help my teammate win and get in the fucking and, way. And I'm not a fan <laughs> of that. I mean, NASCAR has that, F1 has its politics. You know, Valtteri, yeah. it's James and all that. So yeah, none of them, none of them are perfect. Moving on, Jordan, talk about uh, NASCAR because NASCAR. <laughs> um, I did not watch did it. Did not. Uh, I will be honest. I didn't. I didn't watch it live. <laughs> I watched it after the fact. Um, fucking, I sound like a broken record. Kyle Larson wins again, <clears throat> ninth win of the year, becomes the first driver to win three straight races twice in a season since 1987 when Dale Earnhardt did it. So, I mean, Kyle Larson's the favorite for the championship right now. I don't have a, a live odds or anything, but uh, last I checked, he was like plus 250, <clears throat> which is insane. Uh, honestly, should be minus at this point. He might be. I don't know. Um, I'll check. But uh, we're heading into the second-to-last race of the year at Martinsville this weekend. And two, so Kyle Larson's already through. Second and third place are pretty much locks on who's going to make it to the championship four in Phoenix. Chase Elliott's uh, got 34 points to work with. Denny Hamlin's got 32. They literally need to wreck out, essentially, not to make it. But then that fourth spot is where things get interesting. <clears throat> so you have Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney. Martin Truex Jr. and Brad Keselowski all within six points of each other. And, of course, any one of those guys win, they're in. Points don't matter. That's going to be wild how that shakes out. And then Joey Logano, the uh, last uh, uh, in the points uh, of the drivers that are currently able to win the championship, uh, is 26 points back. He basically needs a win <laughs> or to have all four ahead of him wreck like 10 laps in which is just not really all that probable so must win situation essentially for joey logano but kyle larson chase elliott denny hamlin they're fairly fairly solid on making it to the championship four and uh <coughs> that'll be be an interesting Bandle doesn't swap have li- doesn't have any odds up for the uh nascar champion i know bad mgm does but we'll just cover it on the back door cover uh, yeah. on friday um, but yeah, that's really it. Uh, Martinsville's always a fun race. You like uh, like racing at all? Tune into that one. Does that fun race this weekend? I don't think they do. I think they have the weekend off before they head to Mexico. Uh 
Ooh, I like I like that race. Um, race schedule. Let's see. Yeah, that's that's all. Yeah, I they got. have the that's weekend off before they head to Mexico. Okay, file this final finally to end the news. File this piece under uh, dumb and hilariously comical. I didn't even see this. What the hell is this? I saw this like midday this afternoon. Good lord. PSG midfielder <laughs> and former Manchester United midfielder Ander Herrera says he was robbed yesterday by a prostitute who enter who just entered into his car, his running car, while he was at a red light and stole his wallet, both his wallet and his phone. Well, <laughs> oh no <laughs> like <laughs> that's uh that's a story yep i saw this <laughs> like this is around like 12 31 o'clock and it's like um what the fuck he was driving through somewhere in some area in paris and yeah that happened Hey, lock lock the doors, man. Yeah, don't let prostitutes into your car. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 it. That's that's the news. Really, really quickly, did you see that video that I shared on Facebook about or of that uh, Amazon delivery truck that uh, someone's just like filming it and then all of a sudden the, the back door opens and this very stanky looking woman gets out of the back <laughs> <laughs> fucking delivery driver just shuts the door she's like later see ya oh my no i haven't but that's awesome in the, in the back of the fucking delivery truck jesus return those packages man i don't want them uh, yeah no 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 thank you on. who knows what's going on there i don't i don't want nothing to do with that also about that video a bird disappeared birds aren't real they are not. Moving on to week eight of the college football season. Um, the week eight recap. Caleb, at any point, feel if you have anything you want to just mention as we fly through these, go ahead and um, throw your input in here too. You are welcome to. Alrighty. Um, number two, Cincinnati took on the Navy midshipmen. The final score was twenty-seven to twenty. Uh, I was wrong about this. I thought Cincinnati was going to boat race the Navy midshipmen. It was always Navy, man. Way too many, way too many points. Uh, that spread was 27 and a half on Saturday. Way too many points to give to a Navy team that I think they threw the ball 15 times all game. Yep. Which is high for Navy. You know, but they were they you know had to try something to to keep pace with Cincinnati, way closer than I know a lot of people expected. But I didn't see Navy had a lead Cincinnati. at one point. They had did, like yeah, a two score lead at one point. Cincinnati didn't have a, a a shot in hell of covering. It was it was always it was always the Navy midshipmen. Moving on, the <laughs> number three Oklahoma Sooners oh, God. Uh, eked out a win against Kansas. Um, Holy. Fuck this game. I covered this on this. I talked about this game on my Twitch stream Saturday night. I absolutely hate that what Caleb Williams did, just ripping the ball out of his running back's hands on fourth and two 
I hate it. That shouldn't be a rule. The running back was stopped and pushed backwards five yards before Caleb Williams even ripped the ball out of the running back's hands. There was no... I saw someone say, well, it was a handoff. There was no handoff about no, it. No handoff. No. None no whatsoever. No chance of a handoff. He Caleb Williams is like, this is my this is my ball now, bitch. <laughs> funniest Pretty part much. about funniest part about this game is Kansas has the halftime lead and they send out an email to their entire student body that says, Hey, show up to the game, free admission. <laughs> like they were trying to pack the house, you know, trying to pull off that upset. Wild, wild scenes. I can't say I you know didn't expect something like that from kansas you know definitely not a football school but just team that didn't win for like two years or something like yeah that. yeah kansas kansas stinks <laughs> but i think oklahoma stinks as well i they, oklahoma's gonna lose at least twice i their, think their their day's coming and Lee. i don't know i don't know when it is yet but they are not going undefeated this year as much they, shit as i gave spencer not. rattler it's not him <laughs> it's not just him it's no, it's Oklahoma, man. I, I, I was on the train of like, hey, I want nothing to do with Spencer Rattler, you know, because even even with his struggles, you know, people still talk about him entering the draft, and I don't know why he'd do that, but no, <clears throat> yeah, I no, wouldn't I, want I, him if I was a team that needed I, a quarterback, but I don't want him now. <clears throat> give me him, give me him next year if he goes somewhere else. And, and succeeds. Yeah, it Maybe. wasn't him. Um, it was not him. I think Oklahoma's just broken. Yeah. Number four, Alabama played a team that sucks at football, the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, Tennessee did not throw anything. Tennessee's uh, fans that were in Tuscaloosa did not throw anything at Alabama, which is probably a good thing for them. Uh, moral, Al- moral victory for the uh, for the Vols, man. That's, Tennessee man, hung, it, hung with Alabama until the fourth quarter, and then... Got their dick stomped in. Final score, 52-24. Not much to say here. No, Joe not Milton's really. Joe Milton. Jesus he didn't Christ. even play. He got benched two weeks ago after losing to Wait, Ole Miss. Really? He got yeah, He didn't play. Oh, well. He, he, he still is bad. He still sucks. He should after running out of bounds on a fourth down instead of throwing it to the end zone when you're like, oh, yeah. I don't know if they were in the red zone or if they were like, you know, 20, 22, 23-yard line. I mean, Joe Milton sucks and his arm sucks, but God damn it, you can get the ball there, and it's better than running out of bounds so, after your fans just delayed the game ha- a half hour by throwing shit on the field because you guys were going to lose. I had, um... That's, the, that's what you do. One of the members, one of the guys who's a member out at the golf course I work at is a ten- He's a young... He's in his 40s. He is a Tennessee Volunteers alum. Why? He's from Tennessee. I don't care. But he, I mean, yes, still. <laughs> and he sh- he came out to golf on Sunday in that awful weather, and he looked at me and said, "Yep, I understand why Michigan didn't want Joe Milton. He's fucking terrible." I could have told you that three games into last season. That's he has <laughs> one I could touchdown not pass. I could not believe that. He got he, uh, an SEC team. I know not a great SEC team, but I cannot believe an SEC team wanted Joe Milton after what they saw last year. Maybe it was just they thought Harbaugh is more of a goof than he actually is, even though he is a goof. He's, but, he's a big goof. He, he's a goof, but 
I don't know if they didn't trust it and they were just like, ah, oh, you know, because we, we thought Joe Milton was going to be good too. You know, okay. especially after he, especially after he beat out Dylan McCaffrey for, for the starting job and then Dylan McCaffrey transferred to, and he's been shit. Dylan, so. Dylan McCaffrey transferred to uh division three North Colorado state tech. I mean, to play for his dad. I get that one. Yeah. We're he probably, to... he probably had a, a better offers, but I mean, Starting to see that some is, um, predictions for the Michigan State-Michigan game rolling in here in chat. So far, oh, Twitch no. chat br- is, uh, is split. We'll get to, in the Michigan-Michigan State preview, and I am going to have to uh, check this when we get to it because I do have a small betting preview for it. Um, I have of course we do. The, I have the amount of uh, the public bet on certain things in this game where – where the people are at with this. Um, I checked this at like five in the afternoon, so it's probably changed a little bit. Lines might have changed, so we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, moving on, number five, Ohio State scored a metric fuck ton against Indiana. I don't know why Indiana even took the field in the second half, other than the fact that for whatever reason, the Indiana Hoosiers believe they are a massive rival to the Ohio State Buckeyes even though Indiana hasn't beaten Ohio State since 1983. I don't I don't know why I kept this game on after halftime. The final score was 7 by the way for Indiana. 54 to 7. Uh I the only thing I have to say about this game is Indiana sucks. I watched all of this game. Indiana played four different quarterbacks. I watched all of this game unfortunately as well and Indiana is dead. I don't know what happened last year? Maybe that maybe they're a COVID team. I don't know. That just really loved playing in front of nobody. Michael Penix but, Jr. Has still he he hasn't played since Iowa. Well, but he wasn't phenomenal even when he was in the game against Iowa. Even when he wasn't even when he wasn't hurt. So yeah. you know it's it, it. I don't I don't know what to make of Indiana. I like Tom Allen as a coach. I think he's done good stuff with Indiana, but that was one of the worst efforts I've seen out of a team in quite some time. They, they once they fell down, like, they didn't get off. They, they just felt it. Yeah. There was no getting up and biting kneecaps off Dan Campbell style here. Uh, Indiana, Indiana's dead. Indiana fell dead. down and stayed in the fetal position and let Ohio state score 30 in the second quarter alone. I will say though, uh, Remember in weeks past, I've said, man, I feel like every Ohio State game is like 50, 56 to three or something. I was almost right, fifty-four <laughs> to seven. Oh, I'm the other. Oh, I'm gonna say one other thing about Ohio State real quick, and I'll talk about this more in the picks. Ohio State could score like fifty every game this year, the rest of this year. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, the def, you know, the defense Blake. of Michigan at this moment in time and i know every every single time we're decent it kind of feels that way that we have a decent defense we're like oh we can we can kind of slow down ohio state and then it never happens right now defense is pretty good so we'll see when we get there but are they number one in the country no they're not they're not georgia uh i will say they are number two in scoring defense to georgia I mean, that's a start because Ohio State has the number one offense in literally every category except for one. Yeah, I won't be turning my game on. 
Ryan Ryan Day doesn't call off the dogs till like two minutes to go, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you just score more. Um, moving on. Jim Harbaugh, if Michigan's up big it, it, when the fourth quarter starts, it's like, all right, yeah, well, let's, let's just kind of coast in. Don't want to show them up. Ryan Day does not give a fuck. I think Ohio, <laughs> the biggest thing with, like, Ohio State throws their backups, in, their third string guys in, and they just keep scoring too. It's like there is no yeah. – I don't know if you can actually tell them to stop scoring. I think they don't know how to. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, moving on. Number six, Michigan played the uh, nerds from Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern made it close. In fact, it screwed up Jordan's um, lock of the week from backdoor cover early on in the day. <laughs> yeah, it sure fucking did. Uh, I Heft. had uh, I had Michigan first half minus 13 and a half in my lock of the week. I thought that was a given, but Michigan came out very slow in this one. Uh, at halftime, this game was close. 10-7. I was seven. really worried. Yeah, 10-7 at half. Um, mistakes. I mean, Northwestern shouldn't have even score. <clears throat> like, we had – their offense outside of one play. Oh, I also talked – I, I talked about that game on my stream on Saturday night, too. I've talked about that yeah. one play. <laughs> this That one play was their entire offense. They never threatened to score again. And – that that sucks. I <laughs> shut out would have been real nice, but not much else to say about this um, game other than at least for really. me. I, don't I mean, know. I'll I'll sum it up real quick. I mean, like I said, you know, slow start. Nice to see the second half. The offense isn't totally dead. Um, and it wasn't really dead in the first half either. We just didn't capitalize on on uh, you know getting the ball down into the red zone, things like that, and we're fucking things up. Ah. Uh, Rough one in the first half, but second I'll half, say I was, this: I'll say one piece about, about Michigan's did. offense. Um, the one little thing I have to say about the Mich- for the Michigan Michigan State preview, I'll save for at least on Michigan's offense. I'll save for uh, that. Um, for me, the biggest thing that first half, it looked like old Jim Harbaugh, where he's just, let's do something stupid and see if it works. Let's have K yeah, McNamara. Let's have K McNamara throw the ball 40 yards down the field three plays in a row. Yeah, that was that was the first drive of the game, right? Second. And yeah, I I I don't know. Bust I mean, a run for thirty yards <laughs> and then arm punt, arm punt, arm punt. I something. I mean, it, Cade hasn't had any chances really. Jim hasn't given him any chances to throw the ball deep, and I mean, rightfully so. I would say but... the one. <clears throat> The one Michigan's receiver had to put to had to turn into a defensive back. Yeah, it's Cade's <clears throat> Cade's not a, a a deep ball quarterback. He he's he's just not. Um, moving anything, on. Anything on that one, Caleb? No, Northwestern's just ass. <laughs> Massive ass confirmed. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Um, number seven, oh, Penn State. Oh, I in a game that. <laughs> In a game that I loved, the defenses did oh, not want to lose God. this game. The offenses God. didn't want to win. Number seven, Penn State played at home, hosted oh, the Illinois Fighting Illini. It went the to nine. Team in the Big Ten. Nine overtimes. Nine. 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 Nine overtimes. College football record. The Illinois Fighting Illini in a game that saw Art former Rutgers quarterback Art Sikowski 
break his hand in a gruesome way, or break his arm in a gruesome way. Terrible injury. Uh, prayers to him. Hopefully he has a good recovery. Saw Brandon Peters come in, though. Who was ass him. at Michigan. Brandon Peters comes in. He actually, he actually wasn't too bad at Michigan. He was like, a, he was a worse version of Cade McNamara, just game manager type, you know? He like embarrassed that. my team in front of me. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> Brandon Peters. No, nah, yeah. he, he, he had to transfer because he was never going to see playing time behind Shea, uh, Shea Patterson. Yeah. Ugh. Brandon Peters, even though he did not he, – he won the game. It was Illinois' defense that won it 20-18 to 18 in nine overtimes. Penn State is busted. Illinois is bad. <sighs> I, James I Franklin's quit say... on the team, but we'll talk about that later. I just have to say, like, thoughts and prayers to fucking overbetters in this game. <sighs> because if if you had the over at and 45 this game, yeah, and it goes to nine overtimes, you're like, holy fuck, I'm in, and it didn't happen. No. I, did. <laughs> I feel so bad. I was not going to touch anything about this game, and I don't really bet over-unders very often either, but... Uh, I yeah, was no, right about that. this game. <laughs> Illinois, I figured Illinois was going to cover because Penn State's ass. I don't even remember who I picked. I Penn feel State. like I probably. Why did I do that? Because <laughs> Illinois' ass. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the worst part about it is that the big red dog, Sean Clifford, played. Yeah. Like that. That we thought that was what was wrong with Penn State. Nope. And then and then no. they go. Do this at home. I, oh, I loved this game. I couldn't. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I know you did. Uh, the overtime rule is not for me. I do not like two point conversions to settle a game. It's like I don't like shootouts to end NHL games. No, I didn't like the rule. I just loved like the defenses you, yeah that entire defense, seven yo, periods man. those defenses did not they left everything out there the offenses the left may of the, the betters of the over yes the um did. the offenses left uh a lot to be desired yeah <laughs> like Jesus. that was some of the worst Which, offensive I mean, play calling i've ever be, seen is to be expected for illinois not so much for penn state and they uh I don't know what I don't know what this game was. I don't. My brain doesn't know how to process. It. I loved it. I loved. I loved going out. Like the only way this w- I would have loved this more is if a defensive score would have ended it. My lasting impression of this game is going to be. I don't remember when it was uh, in the game when uh, Illinois lined up <laughs> with no wide receivers. Fucking. Four tight ends. Basically everybody running... but the running back on the line of scrimmage. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, my only complaint about that play wasn't a fullback. Oh, yeah. No, like this game, first of all, I'm going to say, Not even though fullback. I loved this game just because I, again, loved seeing the defenses just leave everything out there. And let me rephrase, I loved the overtime period because, again, defensive guy, I loved seeing the defenses leave everything out there. This game set college football back like 50 years. Oh, that's generous. <laughs> I, I I said I said Saturday when it happened, it set it back 100 years. Like I, <laughs> that I could be more. I accurate. don't know what I just watched. 
Um, number eight, Oklahoma oh, State. Can we just skip this one? <laughs> number eight, Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State 24-20. I am upset about this because, well, Mike Gundy is not a man. He is over 40, but he might not be a man anymore. How the fuck? All I'm going to say, what, when what did I— Vegas know that we didn't? That my, apparently that Mike Gundy was going to run a screen on fourth and three when Iowa State had nine of their 11 guys in the tackle box, in the box. I don't, I don't, I didn't understand why Oklahoma State was a dog a this pl- weekend. A big dog, like a plus 240, a touchdown <clears throat> underdog, like, yeah. I don't remember if it was that much. I thought it was like three and a half or something like that. <clears throat> I don't know. We'd, we'd have to go back and look, but I don't know. I don't get it. <clears throat> I thought I thought Oklahoma State was going to be easy pickings. Especially uh, because Iowa State was dead in the water. Yeah, Iowa State has been dead since week two, and yeah. then they, they come out and, and do this. I College football makes no sense. Yeah. Um, number 10, Oregon. Played UCLA, and Oregon makes no sense. Yeah, they don't. If I was an I, I wouldn't want Kavion Thibodeau on my team because he's a fucking thug and he's just no. he's he's gonna rack up fucking unsportsmanlike conducts or personal fouls just worse than Dominican Sue did it, it, for a time. Well, that's funny you mentioned because that was gonna be my comparison because you know there's a de- decent chance with you know the scout grade that he currently has and how highly touted he is that he could go number one overall, <clears throat> where the Lions might very well be. And, and I don't know if I can pass it up, though. I know he's, I, I know we might just be Nadamakasu 2.0, but, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Kevin Thibodeau's sample size is very small because he missed out on Ohio State. He's played these undersized uh, Pac-12 schools, and... I think this game against UCLA was his first full game this season, too. <laughs> Might have been. I don't know. Um, Oregon beat UCLA 34-31. It was... It, it existed. Don't know. Don't know what Oregon is. No no idea. Number 12, Ole Miss, Matt Corral. Uh, on a day, they were honoring Peyton Man- or retiring Peyton Manning's jersey or some... Eli, Eli Manning. Eli Manning, yeah. <laughs> Peyton Manning had to wear an Ole Miss jersey on Monday night. Yeah, oops. Um, retiring Eli Manning's jersey, Ole Miss beat LSU 31 to 17. LSU's dead in the water, which is why Ed Ogeron is part of the reason why Ed Ogeron might be getting punted out of there. Yeah, um, I'm still on the Matt Corral hype train. Uh, I see him ranked like 21st in a lot of uh mock drafts uh, lately, like you know, 21st best prospect and everything. He's around there when the Lions get to that uh, Rams pick, depending on where that falls. I don't want him number one overall or top five or anything like that. No. You can get him late in that first round, though. Hey, <clears throat> thank I'll you. I like him. Number 13, <clears throat> number 13 Ole Miss played USC in a game that was never really close. Uh, yeah, old, Notre that, Dame won. <laughs> Notre Dame won 31-16. USC is just not. <clears throat> I was very wrong about this one. I didn't trust Notre Dame, but 
I shouldn't have trusted USC. I didn't trust USC, but I shouldn't have put any faith in them whatsoever. In a game I was wrong about. Oh, fuck. I don't want it. <laughs> Number 14. My dreams, my dreams are dead. Number 14, Coastal Carolina lost to Appalachian State 30-27. to uh, Anytime Jordan even hears Appalachian State, he goes into uh, trauma flashbacks. No, we've. I've said this before. We got. We had our revenge game against App State. Shouldn't have ever needed one, but we got it. I was say the fact that uh, you need that Michigan need <laughs> needed to have a revenge yeah, game is just sad. That's 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 a brutal one. Never gonna be able to live that one down. But uh, no, I'm really upset about this one because I really liked Coastal Carolina. I had said I would take them versus any spread you threw at me. And I was right every time that I did it up until this week. And that's all I have to say about that. We'll see Appalachian State later in the picks in a really interesting matchup that I don't even know if you caught on, uh, caught on to, Austin. But we'll, we'll see them and another team later. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I saw it. And yeah. I had to go think about it, though, first for a second. Number 17, mm-hmm. Texas A&M. We talked about them earlier in Stupid People Say Stupid Things. Played South Carolina. Yeah. The uh, Gamecocks suck dick. The Gamecocks yeah. suck cock. Um, huh. Irrelevant. Funny how that worked out. Texas A&M Holy score. Fuck. Texas A&M won by 30. Score was 44-14. What, what the fuck? Is this next score a typo? No. That's a real score. Holy oh, yeah. Yeah, this was a game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Number 16, <laughs> Wake Forest out of the ass conference. Uh, needed oh 70 Lord. points to beat Army. Final score is 70. to Well, they technically only needed 57 to beat Army. But they scored 70 in beating Army. Score was 70 to 56. Um, was there a punt in this game? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'd have to go back. Um... When asked about the game after the game, all Wake Forest coach said was, whoa. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> the hell is that? Yeah. Jesus, 70 points in fucking week eight. Who the hell, who the hell would have thought? Oh, boys, we got breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, no. <clears throat> J.J. Watt is likely done for the year. Undergoing surgery on his injured shoulder man fucking news just broke that he was out for this week like today it's getting time like it's starting to get to that point with jj watt that he might have to start thinking about calling it a career he hasn't played a full season in like four years didn't he play a full one last year and we just forgot and and we just forgot because the texans were hot ass i don't think so but I, I could be wrong. Whatever. I could be. Yeah, I could very well be wrong on that. I'd have to look. But holy fucking points, though. Yeah. I wonder what the. I wonder what the total in that game was. <sighs> Definitely not 126. Yeah, I'd say not, not 126. <laughs> um, moving on. In a game no. that who the fuck cares about this game? Oh boy. Because it was in the ass conference. I mean, the ACC conference. You know, North number eighteen, North Carolina State, who is massive ass. Are we gonna be waiting here all day for this, Jordan? Yep. Okay. 
Confirmed. <laughs> played Miami, who is apparently less massive ass, or at least in this case, Miami won 31 to 30. But again, who the fuck cares about this game? Fucking ACC. Ugh. There's a reason this has become the ass conference on this podcast. Because mm-hmm. the ACC is ass. We have Twitter clips to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> of actually Miami players, no less. Oh, yeah. Um, moving on, SMU scored a lot of points and beat Tulane 55-26. Yay. Yeah, yep, yay. It's number 22, San Diego State. These, these, those two teams might have a combined 12 fans. I don't know. <laughs> right. And 11 of them are SMU fans, probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. Um, and they're all probably were alive during the 70s and 80s when SMU was like good good before they got the death penalty (laughs) number 22 San Diego State played Air Force in a game that I didn't even know was on until I was looking through scores on Sunday Uh, San Diego State won 20 to 14 I did not know this game was a thing Uh, I don't know who wanted this game I was saying, and you were the I one who know. even made the podcast notes, and you didn't know it existed. No, yeah, I put this in. I did. Uh, I wrote that. I, I typed that with my fingers, and uh, um, did not. I forgot about it. I had no idea it existed. Yeah. This, I say that about the last the last two games. This game probably existed three, only because um five. <laughs> because Mountain West Conference. I'd say that's probably the only reason it existed. Uh, another. Ass conference game. I at least care about this one because <laughs> eat it, Dabo. The number twenty-three Pitt Panthers beat Clemson twenty-seven seventeen. DJ Ua threw a fifty-yard interception that was returned for a touchdown on a shovel pass. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was a pretty bad one. It was glorious. Uh, I loved it. That was eat it, Dabo. That was worse. That was worse than um fucking uh patrick mahomes pick a couple weeks ago worse than carson wentz's interception which no matter what carson wentz's i will i'll give him a pass it it, the ball slipped still no matter what you tell me that was an interception not a fumble yeah Ah. i don't understand how the nfl ruled that a fumble but they did but whatever i don't know but i'm sure carson wentz will take it right (laughs) moving on uh once again eat it dabo (laughs) Fuck, I yeah, hate by it. the way, actually, no, I'll save that for the picks. Clemson's ass. Clemson is ass. Ass, yeah. Um, fitting, because they're in the ass conference. Yeah. <laughs> Number 24, UTSA scored 45 in a route of Louisiana Tech. Uh, Louisiana Tech scored 16. This game existed. Hey, UTSA hanging in there with the uh, with the rankings here. Yeah. Love to see it. Really? And... Just, yeah. Uh, do you have anything to add in there, Caleb? I just feel like if you don't know college sports, this is a game where you look at it and you go, who's playing? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> you kind of forget UCSA exists. And that they're a Division One team now. Yeah. And finally. And, and yeah, this game. Number 25, Purdue Perdurd. Um, Jordan and I were wrong about this. We thought it would take Purdue a little longer to Perdur. I didn't think the Purdue would happen so fast. <laughs> right. Right against, off of a big win. Against, 
against a Wisconsin offense that, that is cannot that cannot do anything right. This Wisconsin offense know. has defined Purdue. They have. They've been the ones Purduring, but <laughs> Purdue Purdue. Tough sentence to get out of my mouth, but uh, yeah. Um, this final score was fucking hell, Purdue. <laughs> final score was thirty things. to Purdue, and by Purdue I mean thirteen. Purdue sucks. Apparently, Wisconsin sucks. Jesus. Big Ten's getting worse by the week. Yeah. Um. And finally, the final. Unless it, Caleb, do you have anything to add to Purdue and Wisconsin? <laughs> the the Big Ten is just weird. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I agree. Um, finally, the final AP top twenty-five rankings that anyone will fucking care about because the AP sucks. My college football rankings are even better, even though I didn't do them this past week. Um, the college football playoff rankings will be coming out next week, which is why the AP yes. will become well irrelevant for another fifty weeks. I don't know, yeah, forty, it's forty. So about uh, you know. August, September first through the second, or first through the seventh, uh, about next year. Yeah, until mm-hmm. about August. Um. Oh, that's the wait. That's a lie. College basketball. Pants. Shit. <laughs> um. Georgia stays at number one. Cincinnati stays at two. Alabama moves up to three. Oklahoma drops to four. Ohio State and Michigan stay at five and six, respectively. Uh, Oregon jumps up to 7, Michigan State goes up to 8, Iowa jumps up to 9, Ole Miss jumps up to 10, Notre Dame is at 11, now Kentucky is at 12, Wake Forest is at 13, Texas A&M is at 14, which is a crime that they're below Wake Forest. Oklahoma State drops down 7 to 15, Baylor jumps up to 16, Pitt jumps up to 17, Auburn jumps up to 18, SMU 7-0 jumps up to 19-20th, ranked number 20th now. The Penn State Nittany Lions after, well, they had the biggest drop of the weekend. They dropped 13 spots. How the fuck are they still ranked? I don't know. Jesus. Because they actually haven't beaten anyone other than Wisconsin. Anyone relevant. Oh, and they're dead. (laughs) And they're dead. 7-0 San Diego State is uh, 21st. Iowa State jumps into the rankings again uh, to 22. UTSA jumps to 23. Coastal Carolina drops four spots to 24. And BYU slots in after being... Back into the top 25 again. Again. BYU, man. BYU. them and Texas and now Iowa State, who are just trying to set a record for most times dropping in and out of the top 25 in one season. Yeah. Texas has been in and out twice. BYU has been out, has been in twice. BYU has been in twice, out once, yep. And Iowa State, I think this is their first time back in. Yeah. I think. Could be. Could be wrong. Yes. That that, That was all the rankings? Yep. All right, we have uh, a World Series score update for you guys. Have any of you seen this yet? No. Not. Bottom, bottom seven of Game Two of the World Series. Astros are up seven two. Series going to be tied there. Seven to what? <clears throat> seven to two. Okay. Oof. 
not looking not looking good. Braves, Braves with the loss of Charlie Morton might. What be, a performance by Charlie Morton last yesterday though. Ah, uh, dude is incredible. Fucking striking out guys with broken bone in his leg. Um, moving incredible. on. Moving on to the NFL. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were so few good games this week. Yeah. Like, I'm looking through these now, and it's just like, even the games that were close and could have been entertaining, it's just like the teams are shit. So. Yeah. The, <laughs> like, God damn. The Cleveland Browns beat the Denver Broncos 17 to 14. Um. That was a game. Big. Uh, Case Keenum. Fucking. Big news for the Browns is it Baker Mayfield could be out even longer than what they had originally expected. Yeah, he's already been ruled out this week, so not looking good for Cleveland. And, I mean, it just kind of gets teams like Pittsburgh back in that division, you know? Yeah. Like, Baltimore <laughs> had their had their thing that we'll get into momentarily. And <laughs> like, right now after this? Yeah, and and you know the Bengals, you still don't trust, you fully trust in the Bengals. I trust more in your team than you do, but uh, yeah, it's, I don't know it's why hard, you do. Hard to say. Browns, Browns, fucking sneaked out a win, but I mean the Denver Broncos are really bad, Ooh, and they bro. got off to that they got off to that three and zero start, and it was the Ooh. most fraudulent thing ever because what they beat the Jets, Jags, and Texans. Yes, yes, and yes. So, yes. like, it, they are they are putrid, and it was just kind of hidden from us for a little bit. But if you can't beat a Cleveland Browns team with Case Keenum in there, and then whoever their running back was, who had himself a day, might I add, the guy that was that that had sent, uh, hey, can you look at my highlight film messages to every team? in the alliance of american football when that was still around yeah like got cut by the saints practice squad good story i can't remember the guy's name it was something johnson or something. yeah it was like deontay johnson either. or something like that deontay johnson or deontay johnson yeah, I, yeah that sounds right <laughs> something like that but on over 100 yards had himself like, a God day damn that was cool um, if anything, if anything good came out of this game, which there wasn't much, <laughs> that would be it. Yeah. Moving on, the Cincinnati Bengals in a game that confused the fuck out of me. <clears throat> Other than the fact the only reason it was like this is because Joe Burrow threw for almost 500. Um, the Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens 41-17. The Bengals can't keep this up because you... they have no running game. But do you need a running game when Joe Burrow's tossing for over five, almost 500 yards? And Jamar Chase is looking like the clear rookie of a year. Yes, because I don't think they can keep this up. I don't know, man. We'll see. Well, you... And it's not like they don't have guys that can run. Like, is Joe Mixon's not dead, is he? No. Zach Taylor just refuses to run the ball. I don't know, but right now it's working. So, like, they'll beat we'll the see Jets. How long it works. And th- this. And- Unless they beat the Browns in three weeks, I think it is. Because I think they have a bye week after they play the Jets. Um, until they beat the Browns, I think this win is still meaningless. 
If they can beat the Browns, this win this win actually means something. All right. Um, because I mean, I'm just saying, you did call Baltimore the best team in the in the AFC or in the NFL. AFC. I could be wrong I about that now. I think the Titans might yeah. actually be the best team in the AFC now. Titans and even even though the Titans did beat the Bills, that was because I think the Bills are number were... two at this point. Bills, Bills are clear are... two. I still put the Bills up top because they should have won that game had they not just been stupid and went for the win instead of playing for overtime. <clears throat> but yeah, I believe in the Bengals. I, 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 don't, I did not think did not think I'd be saying this seven weeks ago. I don't I won't I won't believe in this Bengals team until they actually like right now, yeah, they have more wins this year than they did last year. But this year is not a certain Well, yeah, they had four wins last year. This this Bengals team is a is just it's this it's last year's it's the same team. At least in terms of results. They got two upset wins last year, one over Pittsburgh who was 13 and 1 going into that game or 12 and 1 something like that and one had yeah, one they loss. Were, they were very fraudulent though. Um and then they beat the Titans last year in a unex- the Bengals had two unexplainable wins last year because the win against uh, Pittsburgh they had their covid quarterback cuz Joe Burrow was Yeah, uh, that's right. Joe Burrow was gone for the year and then their two back their two uh Backups to him were one was injured and one had COVID, so that win was unexplainable. Um, like this is the same Bengals team. They beat the bad teams. The Bengals beat bad teams last year. They beat the three bad teams or the two bad teams they played in the Texans and the Jags. This year they beat the Vikings, who aren't a great team. They beat the Jags, who are a bad team. They beat the Lions, who are a bad team. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then they lost to the Bears. Huh? That one I don't yeah. I don't know. Huh? I can't explain. I will never be able to explain. And they lost to the Bears in a game that Andy Dalton left early because he got hurt and he was pl- Andy Dalton was playing terrible. He was Andy Dalton was like five for seventeen when he left the game. Five for yeah. terrible. And then I know you I know you love yourself some Andy Dalton. Justin Fields entered the game against the Bengals and was like six for terrible. <laughs> like I don't know how the Bengals <laughs> lost that game. No clue. The Bengals looked terrible against the Jags. They're, they're just this year's team. This the last year's team right now until they show me something. I don't know. I think they, they have, just did show you something. They have no ball control. Like <laughs> this Ravens game was, I think, is one of those unexplainable wins right now. Okay. Uh, moving on to uh, a team that isn't very unexplainable. The Green Bay Packers beat the Washington football team 24-10. to Should have been 24-17, but uh, NFL rules are dumb and took Taylor Heineke's touchdown away. Yeah, I believe, I believe in the football team, man. They've just had a brutal schedule. Um, I don't think they're as bad as their record shows. I mean, you got fucking Kansas City and Green Bay back-to-back. Like, goddamn. That's rough. What are, you, I, what are you supposed to do? I I hate to do it because I don't want to root for anything involving Dan Snyder, but I do like the football team. 
I think uh, Ron Rivera has this team in a good spot. Has this team in a potential? Could have this team in a good spot eventually. I just riverboat Ron. I don't know. They're they're an interesting team. The Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. That's understatement of the century but yeah yeah that that, that, that i forgot guy. to change the uh the scenes oh we're still we're still on college eh yep brett mm-hmm. was still on our screen unfortunately <laughs> there that's Uh-oh. changed i'm uh, moving Thank, on thankfully oh wow who the fuck cares about this game the atlanta falcons beat the miami dolphins 30 to 28 um i didn't watch this game i don't know what happened here uh, I don't know. Both teams stink. Uh, Essentially. Falcons, <clears throat> Falcons stunk a little bit less. Fair enough. I like that. Tua, Tua is, you know, a man uh, that plays football. I think the Falcons got a little bit of like a, a gift after blowing so many games last year. Maybe that was like their one and only gift of the year. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Can they get uh, Here, take this, guys. <laughs> Take the what? team. Take take this. You just lo- you're playing the team that just lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I Ouch. I, hey. Um, moving on to a team that really sucks. Holy shit. A quarterback that really sucks. <laughs> who is and dead then a now? Quarterback is now <laughs> dead. dead. Rated for Joe. Joe Flacco. Flacco. He's oh. back. Joe yes. Flacco's back. The Just New say, York J-E-T-S. We got to restart the conversation. Is Joe Flacco elite? You can't spell elite with any of the letters. A- well, you can use one letter from the word from the name Joe to spell elite, and it's the E. Yeah. I mean, you're on to something there, I think. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just remember that that was a real conversation that was really had after they won the won the Super Bowl. After he was carried by Ray Lewis and friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Ed um, Reed, I think Ed, Ed Reed was still there. Yeah. 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 The New York J E J E T S Jets 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 suck. The New England Patriots scored fifty four. Beat the Jets. Looks like a this looks like a college score. It may as well be. Like, oh my god! Good god! I had Patriots minus seven was in my lock of the week. They covered that. Oh yeah, that was never in doubt. (laughs) The only leg of my lock to hit. Yeah, but you know, um, the New York Jets scored thirteen. They're they're terrible. They're awful. They might be. Now they're gonna be even worse. The Jets are never gonna cover. Like they they might not cover ever in the get ever ever in the future of that new york jets football team they may never cover ever again they're not in kansas city territory of awful records against the spread yet though i just don't know if they'll ever they stink they stink they're a terrible team but they get a lot of points sometimes and every now and then they pull up a little miracle for you like they definitely i don't think they'll cover it all this year like the only time the only time the Jets have covered this year is a game that they in, an inexplainable win against the Titans. They'll oh, cover when oh, we don't expect them to cover. Yeah. Yeah, fitting. So. Um this fucking game. The Carolina Panthers, uh they scored three points. This game was five three at halftime. Yes, what it was. Like, what is that score? 
Awful. Awful football. The New York Giants scored uh, more than three. They scored 25. This game yeah, sucked. Man. This game yeah. sucked. Panthers yeah. can confirm not good. Massive Sam ass. Darnold, Sam Darnold was fooling everybody He's the first three ghosts. weeks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was in MetLife again. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this Panthers, it was a nice run, Carolina, but the whole three weeks, but <laughs> it's not never again, man. They hurt my fantasy. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, I, there was not nothing. <laughs> Carolina DJ Panthers. Moore got nothing. Nothing Carolina Panthers related was ever gonna touch my fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <clears throat> Kansas, the Kansas City Chiefs also scored only three points. The Tennessee wow. Titans scored 27. Derrick Henry is the best player in the NFL this year. He threw a touchdown pass. Patrick Mahomes couldn't even do that. Yeah. Yeah, that is actually true. Patrick Mahomes got temporarily murdered in this game, but he's apparently good to go. Uh, although, for Case D, I don't really know if it matters. I mean, they got the Giants this week, so. They're a broken team right now. They'll be fine. Yeah. This week. This Not week. A, I don't know about overall. I mean, I do have faith in Andy Reid, but, you know, it's just the – I thought it was just the defense and how bad they are, especially, you know, defending the pass. Like, who would have thought that there was going to be a game this year that the Kansas City Chiefs were only going to score three points? Nobody. Yeah. Well, I don't – I don't know. They don't know. Nobody knows. People say it's their old line. That's the problem. That's the I problem. Like last year, I don't. I don't really. Think I, I it, don't think it's the problem. I don't think it's the problem. I mean, I know Kelsey a little bit banged up. Mahomes banged up now. Tyree Kill. You know. Yeah. They can't stay healthy. But no. I just don't know right now. They're a team I do know about. If they don't crush the Giants, though, we got we got big problems. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, a team I do know some, a thing or two about, and the only thing I do, the, th- the only two things I know about them are they suck, and they suck. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, lost to the Las Vegas Raiders, thirty-three to twenty-two. The Raiders. John Gruden was holding them back, man. <sighs> I think they got it. They got a little team there. Yeah, the Raiders uh, have two. something. Um, and, I mean, that division's kind of wide open now without Kansas City being, you know, a big threat. Um, you know, Chargers still probably win it, but Ram or, uh, Raiders might give them a little run for their money. Who knows? Yeah. Could possibly happen. Um, a team that might not give a lot of teams a, lot, a run for their money this year. Hey. We have given some teams a run for their money this year. The Detroit Lions lost only by nine to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Final score was 28-19. All I'm going to say real quick, I think, I don't know where Detroit goes from here. They, They showed their hand. They threw everything at the Rams and they still couldn't win. I think the, I think the Lions will win at least one game. I very well think it could be this week against the uh, Eagles because the Eagles are terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know where the Lions can go from here. They threw literally 
everything in the they they threw the whole playbook at the Rams essentially and then some I think yeah. sure did I mean who who calls two fake punts in one game yeah and an onside <laughs> kick in the first quarter like Dan Campbell's crazy ass Dan, Dan Campbell is a maniac and I love it like and I just don't know where I that team goes from here because. I mean, this year, not a whole lot, no, a lot of places you can go, you know, win a game or two. Up, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Right? So, they yeah. threw the literal, they, th- they threw the playbook. And they threw the medical tent. They threw everything on the <laughs> sideline yep. at the Rams, and they still couldn't win. I don't know where they go from here. They're going to win Fair a enough, game, though, I mean. but it's just. I mean, for a bad team like Detroit, it should take stuff like that to yeah. uh, to put you in a position to be in a game like this. And they were for quite some time. Uh, the Jared, Jared Goff, Goff I will say the Jared Goff, Goff interception. Jared Goff uh, the, played all right until Ramsey, that interception, yeah. and then Jalen Ramsey's just that great. Yeah, I don't yeah. think, you know, I don't think all, a lot of other corners are making that play. But no. Jalen Ramsey is the best so, in the nation. No, that was Jamal Adams. <laughs> I have a lot of visual proof to say Jamal Adams is not that. You want to yeah. know a team that definitely is not the best in the nation, though? Oh, boy. The Houston Texans. Houston dumpster fire. They scored five points. Which, you know, it's more than the Panthers and the Chiefs and the Chicago Bears, yeah. who we'll talk about in a minute. But... They still lost by double digits to the Arizona Cardinals. A lot of teams laying duds this week. I mean, we all expected the Texans to do something like this. But, um, hey, they outscored their previous two games combined. So I think they needed just a safety to score or outscore their previous two games combined. That is correct. They scored three points the last two games. Outscored 71 to 3. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, the Texans are bad. Chicago Bears lost to the Tampa Bay fighting Tom Brady 38-3. to Notable thing, Tom Brady threw a 600th uh, career touchdown pass. <laughs> Mike Evans Mike tried Evans. giving it to a fan. There was negotiations to get – he did not try. He did give it to a fan. There was negotiations. The fan eventually gave the ball back to Tom Brady. What, two helmets – Signed jerseys, season tickets for the rest of this year and next. Uh, Paracletes. Top Paracletes. Tom Brady gave him a Bitcoin, which is worth like $62,000. Yeah. So, yeah. I know a lot of people A lot of people are saying, man, that, that fan, that fan got, got screwed on the whole deal. Like, no. No. Fucking no. No. He, he was, he was, he was given a football. I mean, come on. Yeah, he was given a game, a signed game football, by the way, too. They did replace that football. Oh, a thousand thousand dollars at team store. Yeah, and here's you, may, you think about all the gear you can get for a thousand bucks. And here's the thing, Jordan. You remember back in 2019 when you and I went to that um Tigers game? Albert Pujols hit his 3,000th RBI, career RBI. Yeah, yep. And the fan didn't want to give that ball back. Yeah, because <clears throat> he was saying he could like there was I could sell this for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that. You have to authenticate it. <laughs> yeah. For it to actually Which be worth a problem. They could, they could, they could just tell you that, we're, that they're not going to authenticate it. Yeah. 
Like, it's distinctly possible had this fan walked right, had he walked out of this, once he walked out of the stadium, like, it's distinct, like, the ball is supposedly worth 500 grand. It's yeah, probably, I saw one place estimated at like six hundred thousand dollars. According to Tom, he has it still. It it'll be on its way to Canton at some point. Um, sure. Oh yeah. Like it's distinctly possible that while he, while that fan was in the stadium with that ball, yeah, it was worth five hundred grand. But the second he walked out of that state out of Raymond James Stadium, it would have dropped to two dollars and twenty one cents. Essentially. I don't know about that, but <laughs> yeah, it would have. <clears throat> Without the authentication, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a rough deal. Moving on to the Sunday night football game. This game existed in a monsoon. Oh, God. Jordan yes, and I watched this game. It was uh, rain. There was rain. A lot of it. There was no, all of those play. All of those hats that were worn are still oh, uh, still are ruined forever. Fucking new era pieces of pieces of beauty and. They uh they got they got soaked. There was R.I.P. R.I.P. to those hats. There was a fan who was in a swimming cap and goggles. Best part of that shot was the the lady next to him staring right into the camera like what have I gotten myself into? Why am I here? <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts went to Levi Stadium to play the San Francisco 49ers. I won money on this game. The Indianapolis touch this game. <laughs> I don't know why I did, but I did. Jonathan Taylor is a bowling ball. I don't I I don't know why the the Indianapolis Colts offensive game plan should be Jonathan Taylor. Give him the ball. Agreed. Yeah. He's the second yeah, best running back in the just, NFL. Maybe third because take, Alvin Kamara. Just take Tennessee's strategy. Turn Carson Wentz into Ryan Tannehill and just make that your plan. I think the Colts will win a lot of games if that's the way they do things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Colts won 30-18. to 18. The, the San, the San Francisco 49ers are broken. Yeah, I banged up. I mean, you know, they, they're without George Kittle right now. It, you know, hurts a lot. He's their most important player by far. Uh, so not having him and needing more out of your wide receivers is not the best thing, even though you got, you know, guys like Debo Samuel and, and, other, and other guys on that team. But, uh, yeah, no. 49ers are screwed <laughs> in that division, that uh, that NFC West division. Way too much talent with Cardinals and the Rams going on out there to have anything right happen for them. So yeah. we'll see what, what, what happens. Uh, or the trade deadline uh, here, I think, uh, at the end of the end of the week. Yeah. If uh, if the 49ers make any sort of moves. Yeah, and another team in the NFC West that's dead in the water. Uh, fitting because this game was also played in a monsoon. Yes, it was a lot of rain games. Uh, especially out west this past week. Um, the New Orleans Saints went to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seahawks lost 13 to 10 on Monday Night Football. Uh, without a very boring game, and thank God for Monday Night Manning. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, according to Peyton Manning, Jeff Saturday liked getting his ass slapped. We we, uh, we learned things about about what was going on at that Colts facility. 
direct quote from Marshawn Lynch. Yo, what the fuck? Tom Brady <laughs> called me dumb. <laughs> well, Put me. Marshawn Lynch on every single Monday Night Manning broadcast we can. I want, Mar- I want Marshawn it. Lynch every all the time. Oh, my God. Um, took, three, took three shots of Hennessy before, the, before he got on. I took one for big bro. I took one for little bro. I loved it. Oh, dude, I love Marshawn. Um, also, uh, I do want to say, I, who who hates Marshawn Lynch? Uh, Is idiot. there anybody People... on this planet other than Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll. Yeah. Say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, other than the the jab that um backwards hat wearing tequila drinking Florida Tom Brady took at me and every other defensive football player in the history of ever. <laughs> Um, I am starting to like this Tom Brady. He's become a much more enjoyable person. And just I mean, the appearance that... I've always... You're a Michigan always homer. Enjoyed. Just no. No, 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 no. Let me explain. I was a Tom Brady guy. As a kid watching football, my Lions always stunk. And I'm watch, I, you know, watching playoff games. And I, I started to, you know... I was I was always a Lions fan. I always will be, unfortunately. But it was always nice <clears throat> to get to the, the playoffs time of year and have a favorite. And it was the Patriots and Tom Brady before I even knew he went to Michigan. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just a fan of one of the most uh, average college players in the history of college football. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, we didn't uh, didn't quite have a lot of faith in Tom Brady. When he was uh, here in Michigan. Um, that was honestly the best part about this game. Because I... Like, the game itself wasn't really good. No. No. Like, no. everything ESPN has going on with um Monday Night Football with the Mannings. Monday Night Mannings, great. Having Tom Marshawn Lynch and Tom Brady, two guys who were... Marshawn Lynch extremely tight-lipped with the media. Marshawn Lynch is... Excuse me. Famously even come out and said he hates the fucking media. And he just shows that he would show up to media appearances just so he wouldn't get fined by the NFL. He just, he was just a dude talking to, to two bros about football. That's yeah. all this was. And then Marshawn Lynch in his element. And Tom, like I said, I, I like, I, I've been extremely indifferent to Tom Brady. I don't hate Tom Brady. Um, because I just don't, I don't think he, there's a point in hating him. He's not really, he's, he's not really an individually bad person. He's not really worth hating in my opinion. I do think this version of Tom Brady down in Tampa where he's not a robot is great. And I love him. I love it. Hey, Other than the fact I'll that take... he, uh, once again comes out and, takes a shot at me and every other defensive <laughs> player ever and says we're essentially just says we're dumb. Well, you know. Again, different, final... Different, different perspectives. Final score of that game. <laughs> New Orleans Saints 13, Seattle Seahawks 10. It was boring. Time for the Michigan State at Michigan... Or Michigan at Michigan State preview. A game for a Lumberjack trophy. Yes. Yeah, the because battle for the Paul Bunyan Trophy. I still, I've lived in Michigan for 12 years, and I still don't really get the whole Paul Bunyan thing. But uh, it, I don't know. 
asked the governor of Michigan back in like the 1950s. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> he's the one. He's the one that did it. I'm not even right, talking so, about the Paul Bunyan trophy. Just Paul Bunyan as a whole. I don't get it. But. Um, oh right, like, like we got that big old metal statue just out north of town from us of Paul Bunyan for literally no reason. And south of town, in Osnick. Yeah. And then one here. Isn't that. Everywhere. Oh yeah, no, that's south. I'm all, I'm all. Yeah, it's the one in Osnick, and then the one here in Alpena at the college. Oh yeah, at the college. Well, I mean, you know. That's not really ACC Paul Bunyan. Lumber- that's just a lumberjack, but. ACC lumberjack, shut up. It's supposed to be. Um. A... I'm gonna change scenes, Jordan, Caleb. I'm gonna let you guys run with this for a minute while I get up so, and get some water. So what? All right. So what uh, what I'll do here is just kind of read off these these previews we've done or I've done uh, for each bit uh, of this game, each kind of facet of the game and things things to watch, and then open it up for, for discussion and interpretation. So we'll we'll touch on the running game first because that is always a key to this game. In fact, 45 of the last 51 meetings between these two teams have been decided by the team who rushes for more yards. Now, last year, MSU did not do that. So no. <laughs> um, who, who the hell knows? But this year, they do have the nation's leading rusher in Kenneth Walker III, averaging 142.4 yards per game, 997 total on the year, which somehow ranks second nationally. I don't know. I don't know how that's even possible. How do you, how do you average <laughs> more per game and then – somehow aren't the leading rusher in yardage in the country. I don't know. Uh, team-wide for the Michigan State Spartans, the running game is ranked 32nd nationally because really with uh, MSU, it is Kenneth Walker. Like, who, right. is your, who is your backup running back? Is there a guy that gets any other time? Uh, Jordan Simmons gets a few carries a game, and that's a big maybe. <laughs> like, that's if Kenneth Walker is getting his ankle taped up or is just uh, needing a break fair enough uh in terms of rushing defense msu is 31th uh, 31th 31st <laughs> nationally jesus christ uh and they allow 121 yards per game on the ground meanwhile for michigan they have two guys who run the ball very well blake quorum who has 729 yards on the year 104.1 yards per game and asan haskins 602 yards on the season, averaging 86 flat per game, which ranks them fifth nationally in team-wide running, uh, rushing uh, game, 253.3 yards per game as a total. They average, uh, you'll see a little bit, maybe, of Donovan Edwards, but after he fumbled last week against Northwestern, I don't really know if I want any bit of him in this game. Uh, rushing defense for Michigan, 24th uh, in the country, allowing 116.6 yards per game. So I have watched a lot of Michigan State football, and more than I ever thought I would this year. And Kenneth Walker's a dude. He is. I, I He's... He is unbelievable. The one game, he had one game. Who who kind of stopped him a little bit? Held him uh, under 100 yards. Nebraska. That's right. That pesky little team. Yes. I mean, that's, yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see with this. Uh, both teams are going to be running the ball. I have a feeling like in this one, 
Like they, it, it, for Michigan especially, I mean, it is their offense. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get to the, we'll get to passing in a second, but yeah, I, I it, it's gonna be a running sort of game. Maybe Agreed. we'll see. Yeah. yeah, for the passing game, as I've written it down here. Michigan has passing game questions, and that, and that's so very true. I mean, Cade McNamara has proven that he's nothing more than the prototypical game manager style quarterback. He just doesn't make mistakes, but he doesn't do anything that's really all that impressive. He's like a better version of Jared Goff yeah. in a way. Because it's just it's just simple checkdowns when he does you know complete some passes. Other than that, really can't do anything. Like Austin mentioned earlier, the uh, um, three straight plays Michigan called on the second drive against uh, Northwestern, where we had Cade McNamara throwing deep for whatever reason, and they were all really bad. <laughs> yeah. It's just what Cade does. So he just doesn't turn the ball over. That's why he's in the game. Uh, 1,115 yards on the season, a 63% completion percentage, one interception. He only has one career interception, by the way, and that came against Nebraska. And a 137.1 QBR. Uh, The thing for the Michigan passing game that who the hell knows if it's going to be a factor or not is going to be J.J. McCarthy. whether or not he's going to be the trick up Jim Harbaugh's sleeve, who knows? He's been, I mean, he is, he, he throws the ball so much better than Cade McNamara, Cade McNamara, and it isn't even close. Like he is a stronger arm, more, more accurate. Uh, I mean, he, he had this play against Northwestern that wound up not counting. That was so unbelievably insane. Like Johnny Manziel, or like Russell Wilson-esque, just like pulling something out of nothing, scrambling backwards. He was like 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage and then found a dude downfield. And then the only reason that play didn't count was because of some bullshit blindside block or whatever. It was an absolute beautiful play. So JJ has been used mainly in like play action and option run packages. He's run the football quite a bit. and usually quite successfully. So if, I mean, he will see playing time in this game. We'll see how he gets used. It's going to be going to be tricky and nobody knows, but, but Jim right now for your Michigan state, <laughs> which is Spartans, a scary thought. Yes. <laughs> for your Michigan state Spartans, uh, they do have a passing game and it's definitely not a bad <laughs> one by any means. Pretty solid. Uh, Peyton Thorne, who kind of came out of nowhere, uh, you guys, you guys have brought in a transfer that was supposed to start, and then he didn't. And then Peyton Thorne has started, and he's been pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember that dude's name. But Peyton uh, Thorne. That Anthony Russo, who just, that guy, yes. who just got arrested for a DUI or something. <laughs> so. Jesus Christ. I want to point yeah. this out on the graphic uh, just to Peyton stop this. Peyton Thorne, uh, 1,701 yards on the year, sixty-two or 61.2% completion percentage. Four picks at a QBR mm-hmm. of 162. I mean, both QBRs, even for Cade McNamara with his uh, 137.1. I mean, <clears throat> that's Very good. fairly yeah. good. Um, you t- t- 
tell me your confidence level in Peyton Thorne. Since Kenneth Walker is the the main focal point of the MSU offense, it feels like anyway. Like, are you like on a scale of one to ten, like confidence level with Peyton Thorne? Um, it kind of depends on how the game's going, because. I don't know. Sometimes I think it comes down to play call more, but I'll give him like a solid eight out of 10. And that's like a confident, that's a confident eight out of 10 because from what I noticed at the Nebraska game, I was there. I saw it. He threw the ball at a man who was sitting on the ground, (laughs) but who had wide open (laughs) receivers down the field, threw the ball to the sideline to a man who was sitting on the ground, falling off his route. You know, I'm going to stop you for one second, Caleb. Okay. At least he did not throw the ball at a lineman's belly. Jesus Christ, Jared Goff. I, I, that is true. I forgot to slip about that. that. Yeah, I, we should have talked about that. That was one of the most boneheaded things I've ever seen. I forgot to slip that in there on the uh, NFL recap because I was trying to fly through it. But continue with like, um, Peyton Thorne. Poor, poor Hal, Hal Vitae didn't know what to do. <laughs> like He was like, do I catch this? Do I drop this? I'm an offensive lineman. This isn't really a situation I should really be in right now. <laughs> I would have caught it and ran with it and just hoped no one noticed. <laughs> this dude weighs 300 pounds. <laughs> You're going to notice. Good point. Kids, uh, I, sorry to interrupt but yes, you, Caleb. Peyton but <laughs> but no, I trust Peyton Thorne both uh, through the air and on the ground. I think he's kind of underrated when it comes to like his mobility. I mean, he doesn't. Uh, that's, they don't, that's actually very true. Um, I don't think he runs the ball as much as he probably should or could. I'd like to see them run the option sometimes, just, you know, throw teams off because we kind of run the same stuff. And I think that's just Mel Tucker's thing. We're, if we're going to hit you with something, it's going to be what we know. And if you stop it, you stop it. You don't, you don't kind of deal. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about accurate. Uh, Austin, any, any shots you want to get in on Cade McNamara while we're here? <laughs> Uh, um, have you talked about the running game? Are we just... Yep, we've been there. Okay, been there. so... If you, yeah, if you you weren't here for that, so if you want to touch on anything with, with the, the running game for either team, go for it. Kenneth Walker's good. I'm going to say that yes. much. I don't think there really needs to be anything else said about that. Michigan's run game is solid. Uh, Harbaugh just needs to stop being... I, I want to point this out on the graphic. The man who I think is a perpetual goofball... Is on my screen right below me, right next, right next to my talking head. <laughs> yep. Um. Only shot I have on Cade McNamara is he just game manager. He's good. He's a good game manager, but throwing the ball, he just don't throw the fucking ball. The fact that yeah. <laughs> the fact that um, Harbaugh is so blindly loyal to Cade McNamara when JJ McCarthy on paper, just off of what we saw from high school, is a better... And what we've seen in limited, limited throws on the year. Like, yeah. you look at, you look at highlight reel throws that we've had all year, they're all JJ. Yeah. Outside of, outside of the flea flicker that Cade threw. Like, the... Flea flicker still not a Michigan State play, by the way. I don't know where that ever came from. <laughs> no, not a Michigan State play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just run it a lot. <clears throat> Like, yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys have run one since then as well. Yeah. Like, all I got to say on Kate McNamara's throwing ability is you go back to the second drive of the game against Northwestern. They got to – they broke a 30-yard run from 
off of a touchback punt, broke a 30-yard run the first play, and then it was essentially three and out because old Jimmy had Cade McNamara arm punt, arm punt, arm punt. Yeah. I, I don't get no. it. Um, that leads to my second thing about both, like Mel Tucker these past couple weeks has made some questionable decisions. Jim Harbaugh makes a lot of questionable decisions at points. <laughs> it's gonna be a game of which coach manages the game better. Yeah, I mean, in a game that is expected to be so tight, like you, silly mistakes and silly just coaching goofs. Like you can't have it. Pat, Pat McAfee can't have it. Can't win with it. You know. I think both of them are good coaches. They've just there have been some times where you're you ever like Rutgers. Again, both of them against Rutgers. Both of them against Nebraska. You sit there, you're watching like, what's going on here? Nebraska, I get because they're like they're like sneaky good until they shoot themselves in the foot. Nope. Mainly Adrian. Mainly Adrian, Adrian Martinez. Martinez. Yeah, who might I mean, die against Ohio State just in the same place that his brother died. Mm-hmm. Poor I man. think Martinez yeah. cost his team both times against both Michigan schools. Oh, God, yeah. I saw it. I saw it in it person. Yeah, against Michigan State, that pick definitely his fault. Like, oh yeah, terrible that, throw. I think I, was, I don't remember the exact message I sent Austin when when he threw that pick against MSU. It's just like, well. There it goes, you know. Adrian Martinez is Adrian Martinez. Yes. That's what I yeah, that's what I said after he, you know, cost his team a chance at beating Michigan. They Nebraska <laughs> Nebraska makes no sense to me. And my For final me. point, uh Michigan's red zone offense is not good. No, we settle we settle for more field goals than I'd like. Their um, I would say their red zone percentage is deceiving because the red zone percentage is like 93 percent the red zone yeah, touchdown percentage like, a lot of field goals. the red zone mm-hmm. touchdown percentage is 51 there is only three teams worse in the big 10 at scoring touchdowns in the red zone yeah yeah have to be better at that can't be can't be settling for field goals michigan can't can't, I, th- <laughs> I was gonna save that part for the picks but since the opportunity presented itself right there like michigan Fair you enough. can't win games scoring field goals <laughs> Especially a game like this that, in theory, on paper, is going to be very tight. That's it. We will get we will get to the kicking, but momentarily. Uh, we'll touch on the defense first, and at least for me, looking Ugh. at the statistics and the ranks, I think it's a clear Michigan edge. Uh, 11th nationally in total defense. They've allowed 2,093 yards in the season, 12 touchdowns, uh, 100 points overall, which is uh, second to Georgia in scoring defense. A big and, second, uh, though. It, I, I don't remember what it was. I think it was like, I mean, it, it it's a massive gap in terms of Georgia and then everybody else. So Yeah, yes. I would say. Georgia's only allowed like 50 points all year. Yeah, it's or 60-something, I don't remember. Um, yeah, so 11th in scoring defense, and they, uh, they allow 4.87 yards per play. Uh, nope, that's the Michigan State bit. Uh, 4.82 yards per play for Michigan. Michigan State in total defense, however. 89th in NCAA Division One. They've allowed 2,845 yards, 14 touchdowns, uh, 131 points, which puts them 11th for scoring defense. <clears throat> so I guess it's just the bend-but-don't-break mentality for MSU or, or what, whatnot. The, 
very <laughs> reliable on the bend don't break, and I hate yeah. it so much. Uh, they allow 4.87 yards per play. Neither team takes the ball away. Uh, Michigan's tied for 68th with 10. MSU is tied for 38th with 12. So nothing to write home about on that. The MSU secondary, I feel like, is so much better than they look. As like as bad as that is to say after watching them all year. I just think right. they're so much better, and I hate – I don't understand. It's just these little hitch routes over and over and over again. They don't give up very big plays. It's always just the tiny chunk yards that they cannot stop. But yeah. I don't – I don't understand it. I don't <clears> – <throat> Michigan defense for me is, you know, from what we've seen in the games that that we've played so far, I mean, I know we haven't played anybody that's really all that spectacular, but – you know, they, they do a good job of limiting bad, bad teams' opportunities whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, like I said with the, the Northwestern game, like, they should not have scored that game. They had one play go for, like, 70 yards and a touchdown, and then they didn't do a damn thing to the entire rest of the game. So, what does it mean? Who the hell knows? We won't know till Saturday. So, I'm going to, as a defense guy, a guy who knows a shit ton about defense. Yes. A lot. A, a, a lot, a lot. I'm going to throw in, first off, uh, I just looked this up. Georgia's defense has allowed 46 points all year, which is absurd. Jesus Christ. The, Georgia's defense oh. has allowed five touchdowns all year, <laughs> which is absurd. <laughs> I want to throw that in there. Good, good luck to anybody beating them. <laughs> yeah, I just want to throw that note in there because I had to go look that up because I knew it was like okay. around fifty because I looked it up for the uh, Florida Georgia game this upcoming week. Um, the Wolverines, yeah, they rank eleventh nationally in um total defense, allowing they're giving up well. They're allowing about 800 yards fewer than the Wolverine or the Spartans. So they've each played seven games. You do the math. Um, it's not as it's to see. It's it's a big number. Um, I can pull that math up right there. Well, you know, you break it down into seven seven games. It's, You're looking at a hundred yard not, difference, 112 yard difference. Which I mean, <clears throat> could be significant, but it, it's 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 not as it's not as bad of a look as just looking at the total numbers and yes. being like, wow, this right. team's allowed 800 yards more. Yes. Um, the big thing that you have to look at the the points per play or the points overall, which 31. That's not a significant amount. Looking at who both teams who have who both teams have played, um, and then even bigger though, they're still both giving up almost five yards per play. Yeah, and those are a lot higher than anyone around them in terms of total defense scoring defense yards per play is is high for both of them. Yes, they're both like. They're both still giving up five yard, almost five yards per play. Four point eight two, four point eight seven. There's no difference there. Like yeah. there, there is. 
other other than for the mega stat trackers, there's zero di- zero difference in four point eight, eight two, eight seven. Right. We're still giving up almost five yards, so it's taking two plays to get a first down. At that point, it just becomes a field position battle, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, the big thing, like in a game like this, neither of them neither of them create takeaways. You're looking at ten and twelve. It's these defenses could be good, they could be bad. It's hard to say. It's yeah. I would definitely appreciate more uh, takeaways for sure. Like, like we just do a good job, I think, of stopping teams for the most part. And I know that sounds crazy with the four point eight seven yards per play, but um. Like, you just do a good job of, like, just getting him off the field without allowing any points. Yeah. And, you know, Aiden Hutchinson is a big part of that. I was not impressed with Aiden Hutchinson last year. And this year, I mean, the dude's what, top two, top three defensive linemen in all of college football. Like, current projected, like, top five pick. So, yeah, and he's, so been, <clears throat> he's been phenomenal. The other thing, um, you, you want to compare their scoring defenses – Michigan State's giving up an extra field goal. Right. Or, well, just over a field. It's an extra two safeties there. That's <laughs> because we can't get off the field without allowing points. Yeah. And that's becoming a problem. Yeah, it's... I just... An extra four points per game, it's not... Yeah. I mean, it's it's not great, but it's not bad. Conveniently, that's the spread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny enough. Um, so yeah, d- defensively, I don't really know. I think both offenses could have a field day, which I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Neither. I think you, these you defenses never, are. You both... never know in this game. I don't know why. You know, doing the previews fun and everything. We're probably gonna be wrong. <laughs> we're probably gonna be wrong about everything. Like, like Caleb but... said, Michigan State's defenses or secondary could be good they could they look they could be better so much better than they are it's just hard to say i think the same thing can be said about michigan i think statistically yeah, outside, of, outside of daxton hill it's not nothing to write home about really statistic in statistically michigan's defense is good michigan state's isn't michigan state's defense is statistically worse than ohio state which all i can say about that is ohio state was ranked 100 and 28th out of 131 <laughs> teams at one point this year after three weeks um that's all i got there it's just neither defense has looked impressive to me <laughs> no i mean yeah for michigan like they have their moments but then they also have those games like nebraska and Rutgers in the second half yeah, to an extent. I mean, they still only have 13 points, I think, that game. Yeah. So, do, is it that catastrophic? I suppose not. The offense was more the issue in that one. But, <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to say. So, yeah. Um, now we move on yep. to for the, for the brand. <laughs> <laughs> Special teams. Yes, we are previewing kicking and punting. I love that you game, threw this in here. <laughs> Because in a game like this, everything's going to be important. So MSU, in terms of their kicker, has Matt Coughlin 
who's kicked more field goals than anyone in Michigan State history, set that uh, mark earlier this season. He is only 10 of 15 on the year, though, 66.7%. And you really can't afford missed field goals. You can't afford missed opportunities to score points at any point uh, in this one. Uh, for Michigan, they have Jake Moody. Uh, been very solid, 14 of 16, 87.5%. And then for punting, I know the kicking preview is not going to be too in-depth, but uh, Bryce Berenger averages 49.2 yards a punt. Michigan's Brad Robbins, 45.5, which is kind of shocking. Uh, Robbins, I believe, was Big Ten's top punter last year. So uh, a little bit of a downward uh, trend there, which you never like to see. But, yeah, I mean, I think, <clears throat> I mean, almost five yards more per punt. Hey, I keep saying it. Everything matters in a game like this when it's when it has the potential to look like it's going to be real close. I agree. Matt Coughlin, the uh, <clears throat> the ginger wonder. Yeah, um, I take... yeah ahead, how Dan. many years has he been a Spartan now? Is Five. This just like Jesus Christ. Feels like he's been there forever. Like who was that? Who was that guy you guys had before? Uh, Michael Geiger. Yeah, <laughs> felt like he don't was there for an eternity. Don't remind me. Don't fucking remind me. And then and then fucking Matt Coughlin. And meanwhile, like Michigan's fucking had a little bit of everybody. <clears throat> Quinn Nordine, Matt bad, bad Geiger. <sighs> Quinn Nordine's still on an NFL roster. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think so. He was on the Patriots. I know for a while. I don't still think he's. I thought he was. I, maybe he's a backup. I don't know. Backup kicker. Do you have anything to uh, say about the kicking preview, Caleb? Um, the only thing I have to say is take that ten for fifteen, like, out of the picture for me because I trust him. I think more yeah. than people do, but I trust my kicker, and I feel like you should in situations. Yeah, he hasn't been great. He's had some blocked, I think, but no, I trust this guy with my life. Sometimes, like, he I just trust my kicker. He kicks some big ones, like yeah. 10 of 15, but he kicks some big ones. Yeah. Like, he he misses the ones that don't matter. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, so. and, you know, I, similar, similarly, I, I really like uh, like Jake Moody. Um, we should have played him more when Quinn Nordine was still here. Uh, but for whatever reason, Jim Harbaugh liked his sleepover buddy and uh, <laughs> just wanted to see Quinn Nordine continue to kick ducks. So, I, I don't know. So Jake, Jake Moody's Jake Moody's solid. In a game, and I I can't believe I'm looking at the weather for this game. It's yes, gonna be it's, it's important. It is going to be phenomenal Big Ten fall football weather. Forty degrees. Fifty degrees with a chance of rain. Rain all day Friday in East Lansing. Rain, de rain. they're calling for rain on Saturday morning in lead-up to the game. And a chance of rain throughout the entire day. As of right now, we're a couple days out still, obviously. Um, that sounds like a lot of running to me. Great fall football weather. Um, as a defensive guy, I love this even more because it just makes games so much harder on the offense. Um, love it, love it. This gonna be, It's going to be a slop. Playing in the slop in general is difficult um, because if I remember and, correctly, uh, Spartan Stadium is a natural natural grass I was, field. 
Yes. Yeah, I was just gonna say yes, yes it is. So it's legit slop. <laughs> yeah, it's mud slop. As a, I hated playing it when I was playing ball. Offenses hated it even more. Kickers, punters hated it the most because it's just one slip and your kicks a duck. Your kicks terrible. Yep. Your kick, you, your field goal's not going in or your punts going five yards. It will definitely be a trench battle, that's for sure. Yeah. And one last thing that I that I want to bring up before we get into the to the betting side of the preview is that the more I think about it, the more that I think that this is Jim Harbaugh's most important game to date. Like I can agree if, with that. If he loses this, it's it's more the same. It's I can agree more with of that. yeah, it's it's more of just the early season, oh, you look like you might be good and everything like that and then you lay an egg and it's gonna be this is this is so important for him because you know all i all the talk on the internet is just oh michigan's gonna get slaughtered i've been seeing a lot of it i've seen the complete opposite as well really i haven't seen a lot of i have not seen a lot of people too high on michigan even though they're they're the favorite in this game according to to the books and everything i've seen Um, various like hell twitch chat and i was just bringing this up now um twitch chats separate i've seen one score of michigan 20 michigan state 17 i've seen a a michigan state 34 michigan 17 i uh speaking speaking of that i have to bring up uh tj lang's uh prediction for the game oh boy oh no where'd it go um uh michigan 108 MSU won. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Love TJ. But I no, feel like it, any it, Ohio State player would say the same thing about the Ohio State Michigan game. I mean rightfully so until we prove him wrong, but yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just if he if if Harbaugh can't win this game, when is he ever gonna do it? So like, I'm gonna I'm going to flip this around on you. Well, not really, because I agree with you. However, I've been saying that about every game this year for Harbaugh. I mean, yeah, but that's but that's the thing is that you have to you have to win games like this, because in situations like this against a ranked team on the road, favored or not. I mean, he's been atrocious, like his record is like one in nine against ranked teams on the road or something like that. It is absolutely insane. And, you know, other flip it around to the MSU side. I mean, the noise around Mel Tucker, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's leaving for LSU. He's leaving a program that's in a better spot for a program in LSU that is a wet fart. Right. But, I mean, you could say the same when he left Colorado and came to MSU, because that was right after Mark D'Antonio retired and he left that program. He retired at the worst possible point for them. Oh, Literally like yeah. right, right after the recruiting cycle and the transfer window. <laughs> like, yeah. He, he screwed D'Antonio screwed MSU with the way he left out. And Mel, Mel Tucker last year, that team, nobody could have made that team good. But no. work, work the transfer portal. He's got him. He's got him right where he wants him, I think. And uh, no, I don't think he's going anywhere. But just the noise of it, 
is is an interesting thing. Uh, a lot of national noise, and you know, a lot of I, I. This is actually more Spartan fans that I've seen upset about this. With is that he took so long because those rumors have been going on two weeks now, and he just now came out and said something about it and said, "Look, I'm not going anywhere." And a lot of people think that he didn't really help out his case with the whole thing. So I'm going to say this. The only person the head coach has to show anything for in that scenario is his players. And I believe, and I obviously do not know Mel Tucker personally. I've never met him. I believe just even though he's made some interesting play calls. like Harbaugh-like game management at times. At times, yes. There, that's a good way to put it. I believe he cares about what he does to the players. I believe he has voiced to his players, hey, I ain't going anywhere. I believe he's done that well before doing it uh, this week. I don't think... You'd hope so, and if he didn't, then sign that LSU deal as quickly as you can. Well, yeah, because <laughs> at that point, if you're not doing, if you're not doing it, you'll get to a scenario like Ed Ogeron where you do lose the players. Or uh, I'll talk about this one in a few minutes. A James Franklin where you're probably you're in danger of losing the players. I'll talk about that more in a few minutes. Yeah, just so for me in terms of the head coaches, I, this is a game that Mel Tucker can afford to lose after what he did last year. You know, take that team and. I know Michigan was fucking terrible last year, but beat Michigan as a big-ass underdog on the road. Mel Tucker can afford to lose this game. Jim Harbaugh cannot. Fair. I, if he does, you know, I've said it all year long, and, and we've won – Michigan's won games that, that I think in years past we don't win. The Nebraska, Nebraska and game. Rutgers. <clears throat> The Nebraska game, the Rutgers game, when the wheels started to fall off, this Michigan team in years past had, you know, not handled adversity well. Hell, even, even the Wisconsin game, too. I mean, there was never tr- any true adversity in the Wisconsin game, but there was a point where you just kind of, the Wolverines right just kind of wet fart. Right before, yeah, right before halftime when, when Wisconsin scored to make it like a one-score game. Hell, and... there's the Jim Harbaugh going for it on fourth and two on his side of the 50 in the first quarter out of the shotgun. Yeah, I'll never be a fan of that, but... <laughs> no, it's fourth and two. Um, Let's make it fourth and eight. Yeah, I... I don't... Yeah. I do not understand why any coach does it, and it happens every week in football. It makes no sense. But yeah, no. That's that's where it is Has for me. Has a different because, look on the defense. Right. Maybe. That's, I don't know. That's what it is. Why, it makes the defense have to look out elsewhere. Don't you don't need it if you're good enough, you don't need them to look elsewhere, no. just be better. <laughs> but no, that's that's where it is for me, and that's and that's the main storyline going in. <laughs> is that if if Jim loses this game, it's now what seven years, eight years, seven, How the fuck long, seven, no, he's years, 0 and seven against years. Ohio. No, he's not 0 and seven because Urban Meyer was seven and 0. Um, 16, right, was his first year. No, that doesn't make sense. 14, was it 2015? 14. No, yeah. no way. No, because I went, I went to a Michigan. No, it was 15. 
because I went to a Michigan game in 14. Yeah, 15, you're right. That was the tail end of the Brady Hoke era. Um, yeah, 15. But yeah, so no, you, you can't you can't lose it. You just cannot. If you do, it ain't, you ain't ever gonna. If you're never, you might as well go back to the NFL, go do something else. Because I mean, they ain't gonna fire him. They'll no. never fire him. Would have done that after last year. I've said for a while that. It, I've said for a while that his seat is one of the hottest in college football, or at least I believe it should be. It, it, but it's not. It, it, it can't be. He has more influence in that athletic department than our AD Ward Manning. Yeah, it's the and same. That's not it's the same thing with Ohio State, except they're not afraid to fi- fire coaches over at Ohio State. Right, and, I, and Michigan's not afraid to fire coaches, but I think they're afraid to fire Jim. But yeah, because he's a Jim Michigan man. Yeah, I, I will never like that term. Even even less. Even less now than I ever did before, but Great I really fuck. hate it. Let's get so on to the betting preview. The betting. Yeah, yeah, let's get into the betting preview here. Uh, so before I have a couple... I rant about the Michigan man and that awfulness. Oh, God. What does it mean? <laughs> now we know. Yeah. And it's not good. Um, we'll get into uh, the predictive analytic of ESPN FPI, Football Power Index. That has Michigan... At 56%, MSU at 44 Slight edge for Michigan on that one. And I'm going to introduce one to you that I introduced to you last night. Caleb, I'm sure, has never heard of it. I had never heard of this, a, and this I like a, this. <clears throat> this has been something that these last couple of weeks that I've been looking at and really liking. And it's from somebody on Twitter called iTest Analytics. And the more I look at their stuff and the more it, you know – weeks go on and it continues to make sense i like it even more um i test analytics has michigan with a 73.53 rating that's out of 100 that's good for fifth in the country i don't necessarily agree with michigan state being this low at a 63.38 good for 30th i think that's a little low i'd have to look at how they do their algorithm decide that If you have any questions about it, and if anyone's interested in uh, iTest analytics, I believe it's iTest underscore one spelled out uh, zero N-E is zero N-E-O-N-E. Jesus Christ. I have, um, I will link it in Twitch chat for okay. anyone and, who's and watching have, on Twitch. They have a twin uh, – words are hard, man. Pin tweet uh, at the top of their uh, page breaking down the algorithm and, and, and how that all works out, so – um, there's that. Um, I know I have the odds written down in the notes, but I'm going to do a live check on them. Um, I'm going to go through CVS. These odds are going to be on Caesars. So if you find anything else out there, uh, I'm not wrong. <clears throat> it's just, it's yeah. just a different book. So current spread. Well, actually we'll go money line first. Michigan is a minus 190 favorite MSU plus 60 on the plus money line. 60? Plus one sixty. Okay. I'm sorry. I would say uh, that would like be the weirdest. The weird. I would say it'd be the weirdest odds of all time. But there's a game in the picks that makes zero sense to me that we're gonna get to in a second. Uh, public bet eighty six percent is on MSU money line. Can't say I blame them simply because you know you gotta you gotta put some money down to to make it worth it to bet on Michigan minus one ninety. Um, so take that for what you will. We'll go into the spread. Currently, Michigan minus four. Again, this is odds on Caesars uh, Sportsbook. Michigan minus four. 
this one's a little bit closer. Only 60% of the public bet is on MSU. Um, still a lot more than I would have thought because you're not getting a lot of points. And this spread has gone down. It, it's been up to four and a half. I believe it opened at four and then went up to four and a half. It's back down to four. So we'll see what happens with that. And <clears throat> I know Austin's already said that he, he thinks this uh, could be the case. The total currently sits. This actually went up. It went down earlier today. And now it's back up to 50 and a half. There's fucking a half point rat bastards. Uh, 62% of the public bet is on uh, the over. I would, if I, if I were to bet over-unders, I would take the over. I think the offense, even with the weather, the potential of the weather, I think the offenses could have a field day because you just don't know what these defenses are. Right. Fair enough. We continue. Um, <clears throat> and then again on the spread, um, again, it's minus four in favor of Michigan, giving MSU four points. Uh, both teams have pretty decent records against the spread, so something's got to give here. Michigan six and one, MSU is five one and a push. <laughs> Interesting. Damn it! Right, fucking push. I, I had a push. Uh, I think it was Michigan and Nebraska. They were a three point favorite, one by three. <laughs> fucking Oof. rat bastards. Ouch. So, anything else to add on the betting preview before we get into the picks and really nail it, nail us down? Um. Not really. I. Or any any other last notes for the preview of the game for anybody? Uh, unless Caleb has something, I don't have much. I've said my piece. But... I just think it's gonna be like a battle of like three-headed dragons in a sense. Like if you take Michigan and their run game, you take Michigan State, the Peyton Thorne. Like I would say like more of like the receivers. So like Jaden Reed, Jalen Naylor, Kenneth mm-hmm. Walker's there. But I think they're kind of like slept on a little bit. Those two, I feel like they. I mean, and it, it, it to a point. I say there's, you know, they are slept on in a way, but that's only because Kenneth Walker is doing what he's doing. Right. Jaden Reed, especially, has definitely gotten a lot of recognition, and fucking Speedy Naylor is just chilling there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan Michigan's passing. <laughs> Michigan's passing game hurt tremendously by losing Ronnie Bell in week one that that hurts a lot uh but we're just not deep at wide receivers we're we're kind of in a spot where we had some guys um in years past you know donovan peoples jones you know guys that that have have made some nfl rosters and then now it's like well we got to find the next group so gonna be gonna be interesting there michigan state has the second best uh receiving core in the big 10 they have in my my personal opinion, the second best running back in the Big Ten, or the second oh, best yeah. running back that's playing in the Big Ten since. Oh, you, I and and this is a, this is another thing that I will say. And and it's a fault of I I suppose the system for Michigan, is that I I really do believe that both Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum could be in that conversation and be putting up the stats that they are had Michigan's running game not been so split like they give playing heavy playing time to both and Blake Corum especially has been really impressive like Fair enough. every every week I mean he's he's literally splitting carries with Hassan Haskins and is 200 yards off of what uh Kenneth Walker's doing so that's an interesting one all right 
Anything else before we hit the picks? No. I've All said right, my no. piece there. Alrighty. Well, it is indeed time for the picks. Um, real quick before uh, Jordan forgets. Um, college records well, for me I mean, and Jordan, I season long. I forget, but it's in front of your face. <laughs> um, I am 60 and 60. Jordan is 56 and 64. And uh, Caleb did make picks last week as well. He was 7 of 15. So, Oof, okay. you know, it's same same record I had last week. Fucking hell. Can't, I, I can't do anything right in college. So this, this edition of the college picks, of course we got uh, the Michigan-Michigan State game to pick. Uh, we have every Big Ten game in here. And uh, a couple, actually a lot, that are going to really fucking make us think. At least me and Austin. Because we've been doing this, doing this all year. You have one in here that really made me stop and think, and I fucking hated it. Oh, God. So we'll lead it off uh, with... Thursday night football, and not the NFL version, Troy travels to my former darling, my former team that I said I would take at any spread in Coastal Carolina. Well, they laid an egg last week and not only didn't cover, but lost to Appalachian State. They are still ranked 24th in the country. They are minus 18 and a half at home against the Troy Trojans. Something? Trojans. Is, is that what they are? Trojans, yeah. I will throw it over. I'll go to Caleb first. Yep, Caleb, you're the guest. Coastal Carolina. That's, to me, that was a clear pick, but that's just my choice. Like, that's just me. I agree. Um, Troy cannot score points at all. They're averaging 20 points less. <laughs> 20, 21 points less than Coastal Carolina. They, they can't has, score. They can't, they don't play offense. Co- I'm going Coastal. Give me the shot to clearance. This has, like, 63-3 to 3 written all over it to me. Like, Coastal Carolina is just so much better. They need a bounce back. I'll take the Shanna clears. Uh, it's it's tricky situation. I, I, I don't know. That Appalachian State game is going to kind of linger for a little bit. And speaking of games that are going to fucking linger for a little bit, we have said all year on this podcast, give me liberty or give me death. Well, we are now, we have now been given death twice, two weeks in a row. Uh, liberty University Flames have just wrecked us. They did win last week, but they did not cover, which is a problem. But they are up against one in six UMass. And UMass is getting 36 and a half. This is scary. I can't wait to hear what Austin thinks, but we'll go to Caleb first. Who do you got? So I haven't watched either of these teams, which I don't think, you know, really anyone does. Fair. I, but, I mean, this, is on, this game is on ESPN3. So, yeah. <laughs> so I took Liberty, but I don't think they'll cover. Uh-oh. That, that's my prediction with that. Give me liberty or give me death. The University of Massachusetts Minutemen won their first – a couple weeks ago won their first game in three years or two years. They're awful. You want to talk about a team that doesn't score points? The University of Massachusetts Minutemen. They're averaging 16 16 points per game. You want to talk about a team that gives up a lot of points? The University of Massachusetts Minutemen. They're giving up 42 a game. 
<clears throat> this really is the last time. If Liberty does it to me again, I'm out. Like I can't, I can't do it with him again. Give me Liberty or give me death. Minus thirty-six and a half. I, I, I'm really, really fucking scared about that one. I really don't want to be dead three straight weeks. <laughs> right. We get into our first Big Ten matchup of the week, and it is the absolutely dead. Indiana talk about Hoosiers talk about dead. Yeah. On the road, playing Talia Tagovailoa if he's even alive in Maryland. Eighty-seven percent of the people are on Maryland minus three and a half. I don't. I won't watch this game. This game is gonna suck. Who you got, Caleb? <laughs> Give me the Terps in this one. I just think oh, Indiana's boy. more dead than Maryland is. Yeah. Yeah. Some people say I'm a man of the people. Oh, here we go. And on this, in this case, they're right because <laughs> I just spent on Saturday. I spent three and a half hours, almost four hours of my life, watching the right Indiana Hoosiers. The Indiana Hoosiers are terrible. Um, I don't know what quarter what quarterback the um they're gonna play because which one of the four that we saw <laughs> they were all bad against Ohio State. Give me the Maryland Terrapins at three and a half at minus three and a half. I I I was right there with you watching through that Indiana Ohio State game. I mean, you know, in spirit and all. Uh Indiana. But like I said earlier, put out one of the worst efforts I think I've ever seen. They fell down, and they just like, well, ain't no point in trying anymore. Fetal position. Mm-hmm. Maryland minus three. I didn't even look at the matchup analysis on this one. I usually Indi- do like, for these. All I'm going to say about Indiana after, like, they fell down the fetal position. They fell down, they just went instantly into protect the dick formation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like. All right. <laughs> We're going to save uh, Michigan, Michigan State for last in the college picks. So we'll come back to that. And this this game here is by far, this might be the most confusing spread I've ever seen. The most unwatchable game of all time? That too. <laughs> like Illinois, fresh off beating Penn State in the nine overtime classic or shit show, shit show classic, whatever you want to call it. They're dogs at home. They're getting one and a half against an absolutely lifeless Rutgers team. What? Why? What is this? Who who do you guys got on this? Jesus. I believe in momentum, and so I gave Illinois this one and solely off just momentum of beating Penn State, and that's it. So, I pulled up the matchup analysis just to see some things, and funny enough, it's not even loading. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull mine out. I got it to load. <laughs> oh, there, it finally kicked up for me. Um, here's the thing. Brandon Peters is going to have to play a full game for Illinois. Yes, he will. Because yes. former Rutgers quarterback, Art Sikowski's not. He's done, I would assume. Um, but on that same token, that number zero where Noah Vedral or whatever his name is stinks. <laughs> He's not good either. Yeah. I've seen some. I've yeah. But zero is a fitting number. Give me Rutgers. Oh no! No! Give me the no! Why yep. are you doing it to yourself? Give me Rutgers. Oh no! I'm taking Illinois. 
I can't. I I know Illinois is bad. I don't know how they won last week. Makes zero sense to me. But they showed life. Rutgers hasn't showed life in a long time. Uh, number nine, Iowa. What the fuck is it? I'm just now noticing this spread. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I was on the road, number nine in the country, against a pretty terrible Wisconsin team. And Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes are road dogs. Yeah. They're getting three and a half. I don't know what Vegas sees here. one number nine in the country. 81% of the people are on Iowa. I don't know what this is either. Make your picks, guys. I'm going with Iowa. I don't think Wisconsin was good to start the year. I don't think they're good now. That's just my opinion. I know everyone else thinks otherwise, but I'll take Iowa all day. This is another one where the um, matchup analysis just won't even load for it. No, it loads. There is literally no statistics. <laughs> Fitting. <What? laughs> I'm taking a screen. Let's I'm taking. See. I also have no statistics as well. <laughs> Neither do I, yeah. Fitting. I'm still going Iowa. Wisconsin's fucking terrible. Graham Mertz is I terrible. Mean, Wisconsin's terrible. Wisconsin's... Iowa. Give me Iowa. I know Wisconsin scored 30 points last week. But I mean that was against Purdue, so and a bit I but Purdue did beat Iowa, so I don't I, who the hell knows embarrassingly mm-hmm. beat Iowa. I I can't pick Wisconsin. I don't remember the last time I did pick Wisconsin. Uh, Penn State here. against Penn State. <laughs> oh yeah, that one. We were both yeah. wrong there. Way back. Uh yeah, give me Iowa plus three and a half. I threw this game in here just for you, Austin, because I know how much you hate these two teams. Florida State Seminoles are on the road, 10.5-point dogs against your favorite people ever, Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. Uh, People pretty split on this one. 52% of the people are on Clemson. Who do you got, boys? Florida State, and that's it. I really all I got about it. I hate Clemson. I don't want to pick either of these two teams. <sighs> I off of principle, I just don't pick Clemson. I can't pick Clemson, so I I have to go with Florida State. Well, I guess we're all thinking on this ship together then, potentially. I also think there was DJ Uagalele is terrible, so. Yeah, I didn't think at the start to the season for Florida State that I'd ever be picking them. Here I am. Uh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to regret it. We're all going to regret it, I have a feeling. Probably. But, uh, but something that is notable. Clemson hasn't covered all year. No, they have not. Because they've not been a, a favorite in like time. every game. Mm-hmm. And here we are again. So. I, it's my main reason for picking Florida State, but I don't want to do it. If I could, if I could just not pick this game and just take the loss, I'd, I'd do it. <laughs> um, number one team in the country, Georgia. They're on the road against the Florida Gators, who who the hell knows what they are. Florida getting 14 and a half in this one. I, 75. I, I'm surprised that there's 25% of the people out on Florida here. I really am. I feel like it's a clear-cut winner. Georgia wins this by a lot, in my opinion. Uh-oh. 
I cannot pick the Georgia Bulldogs. When no! I, I went to school at the University of Florida, ah, you're doing it. I had to write down in blood, in my own blood, that I cannot pick the Georgia Bulldogs to do anything. What? That that's not entirely true, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would sound fun. It's not fun. Jesus um. Christ. I am picking the Florida Gators for a completely different reason, though. Uh-oh. I don't think Florida. I don't think the Gators are going to win. I, I don't. No. No prayer. <laughs> However, the Georgia Bulldogs' offense is questionable at times. You're looking at an offense that. I've said it all year about the Florida Gators. They don't have a real quarterback. They have three quarterbacks. Right now, the Florida Gators, or the Georgia Bulldogs, have two. And Stetson Barrett, or Bennett, or whatever, and JT Daniels. So, give me the Gators to cover, but not win. Uh, I really thought you were picking Florida plus 14 and a half. I I wish, I wish I could, uh, but yeah, gimme gimme Georgia, gimme the I I'm taking the Gators to cover, but that's it. Yeah, oh God, you're actually gonna do it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh boy, can't can't do it. Uh, Purdue. I'm sorry, Purdue. They're on the road. I don't know what to make of Purdue. They are seven and a half point dogs to Nebraska. Like I said, I think Nebraska's sneaky good. Their record just doesn't show it. Had some tough games. Uh, and they're just not on the level as the upper teams of the Big Ten right now. But <clears throat> they're favored against Purdue. Seven and a half. It's a lot of people on Purdue here. A lot of people still still high on the Purdue train uh, after the win against Iowa. So take that for what you will, but make your picks. I'm going to take this risk here and put one foot on the Boilermaker train and we'll Uh take them this week. I'm going to take them like outright. They're going to win this game. Uh Martinez just can't get the job done. If it's a big game, if it's a game that doesn't matter, in my opinion, just can't do it. He'll throw it away somehow. And that's why I'll take Purdue in this one. This game is at a time slot. That is in the same slot as the Florida-Georgia game. So a whole three people are going to watch this game, most likely. Yeah, um, why couldn't why couldn't fucking Michigan-Michigan State be in this time slot? Yeah, no like, kidding. Because then it would have to compete off. with Florida-Georgia. Don't care. Um, <laughs> but yes. Um, I think it would do fine. <laughs> Uh, some people say I'm a man of the people. Uh-oh. And I, th- they're wrong on this portion. Give me Nebraska. I, I, it's Nebraska is a team that I've watched more than I've wanted to admit. A couple games this year. It's mainly against Michigan and uh, Michigan State, those two games. But Let's say, how many Nebraska have... games have you watched? Jesus. Uh, that one, that one, and... and one or two more mixed in there somewhere. Jesus. At least parts of them, but... Jesus. <clears throat> I Dolan's is. Hey. It's... Sometimes... 
you just want some Big Ten football, no matter how bad it is. Um, I'm taking Nebraska. Uh, I cannot do it with Purdue after what they did with Wisconsin. Uh, I think Nebraska is a better offense uh, than Wisconsin, even though Adrian Martinez will fuck up in this game. Uh, I regret it. Give me Nebraska. The Big Ten slate just fucking continues. I mean, like I said, we're picking every game here uh, for the Big Ten. The Minnesota Golden Gophers are on the road, and they face the Northwestern Wildcats, who just had a lifeless offensive game against Michigan. Minnesota 5-2 and two on the season, Northwestern 3-4. and four. Minnesota minus 7.5, 86% of the people on Minnesota. Who do you guys got? So, uh, fun fact, um, Northwestern invited me to this game since I will be on their soccer team hopefully next year. So, um, just to be biased, I'm taking Northwestern, and that's just because I go there now. It's online for now, but Fair. I'm a Wildcat, so I will take Northwestern. Fair. I mean, that you know, off of principle, I take Florida basically every week, even though I shouldn't, so that's fair. You know, nothing wrong with an emotional pick every now and then. Um, I, Minnesota's offense, I've only watched one Minnesota game and it was against Ohio State. Minnesota's offense without Mo Ibrahim, who is, I said it in the, um, Michigan, Michigan State preview. I believe Michigan State has the second best running back in the Big Ten who is currently healthy and able to play. I believe the first right now is Travion Henderson. Um, I, it's, Stats are a little skewed because Travion Henderson hasn't played a full game since the Tulsa game. Um, I believe Mohamed Ibrahim is the best running back in the Big Ten. And had he stayed healthy, he would have been the best running back in the country. Uh, Minnesota's offense is not the same without him. Because, well, Tanner Morgan's just not. <laughs> not it. He's, <laughs> he's not it. But you also know what's not it? All of Northwestern. <laughs> So I'm going to have to take P.J. Fleck in the boat. Row the boat. Yeah. Row, we're rowing the boat. I've, I, I've I've actually picked Minnesota quite a bit this year, and sometimes works out. So I'm not too hopeful here. Uh, but after what I saw from Northwestern against Michigan last week, I don't know if they're capable of doing things. So I'm just going to take Minnesota to cover the seven and a half. Uh, oh boy. Mel Tucker's former school, the Colorado Buffaloes. They're on the road traveling to Autzen Stadium to take on number seven, Oregon. Oregon minus 24 and a half. Will Austin pick Oregon? Probably not, but we'll see. I'll say I'm definitely taking Oregon in this one. I've watched them play one game. It was against Ohio State. It's the happiest I've been all year watching Ohio State play and lose. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately. Fair enough. So Fair. I will take the Ducks. I'll eat that one. In this one. I had to finish my beer there before it got warm. Oh, well, yeah. it, it already is kind of a little warm, but I digress. Uh, ever since uh, ever since Oregon played Ohio State, they've looked kind of ass. Yeah. Give, very inconsistent. Give me the two and five Colorado. Like, give me the two and five Colorado Buffaloes. Like, mm-hmm. Oregon is two and four against the spread. Yep. 
It's a lot of points. Oregon's looking. Also, of first at off, times. I'm good. If I see anybody on Twitter bet Oregon money line, I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna punch you in the fucking head. Why the fuck would anybody do that? I don't it's know. Minus forty five hundred. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Colorado to cover the spread. Even if you put that in a parlay, you're not getting nothing. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm taking I'm taking the points from Colorado as well. Twenty four and a half is just too much. Uh, this game. This fucking game. This is a game between two teams that have ripped the souls out of our bodies. Yes. Louisiana Monroe. Yes. And Rich Rodriguez is their OC. Ugh. They beat the Liberty Flames a couple weeks ago. And started this train and... of death that Jordan and I are on. Mm-hmm. And Appalachian State beat Coastal Carolina just last week. Two of our biggest tight boy picks on the entire season, Liberty and Coastal. Yes. And these two teams fucked it all up. Yes. The Fighting Rich Rods are plus 27 and a half, playing wherever the fuck Appalachian State plays, whatever the fuck the name is their stadium. <laughs> They're in Boone, know. North I Carolina. I know that much. I don't I don't know. I don't. Huh? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, didn't know that. Um, uh, the only reason I know that is because it's in the uh, matchup analysis. Didn't know that place existed. Uh, Caleb isn't on the the emotional bandwagon that these two teams have made us suffer through. But go ahead and make your pick in this shit show. Uh, App State minus 27 and a half. So I've watched about five minutes of these two teams combined, and that was App State against Coast Carolina. <laughs> I was at work, and I was really just peeking in and out of, honestly, residents' rooms while doing it. Nothing else to so, watch. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So I'm going to take App State to win, but not cover. Oh. Okay. Fair enough. So, first off, I have a strong dislike of Richrod. I think he's terrible at everything he does. I mean, Michigan fans would agree with you. Yeah. Um. Pat McAfee would not. Yeah, yeah. West Virginia guy. Um. Mm-hmm. Louisiana Monroe quarterback Rhett Rodriguez, who may or may not be related. I have no clue. He's got to be, right? I don't Keep know. talking, I'll Google it. Um, he is out with a chest injury. Uh, continuing on, you want to talk about a team that does nothing, can't apparently do anything? Louisiana Monroe can't score points. They can't play defense. They can't gain yards. They can't play defense. They can't not let other teams score. They can't let other teams not gain yards. Give me Appalachian State to cover the 27 and a half. I get, this is another game. If I see someone take App State money line, I'm going to find on. If I see that on Twitter, I'm going to find you and punch you in the head. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. It's even worse. 4,600. 4,650. Yeah. Uh, Rhett Rodriguez is the son of Rich Rod, by the way. Oh, well. So. Huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to do here. I hate both of these teams for various reasons this season. They broke. They they've they've killed off everything we loved in Liberty and Coastal. So I don't know. I get. I'll take App State. I don't know why. 
Who did you pick? App State. <clears throat> Fuck it. Give me Louisiana Monroe. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to make ground up. I love it. Right. I have to. College picks especially have been really Honestly, bad. can I just take a push in that game? No. I know, <laughs> unfortunately. Can't push. I mean, at least in our lines. Jesus. Uh, don't even know why this is in here, but Georgia State and Georgia Southern. We needed uh, a filler game. Yeah, there really weren't many other good games all, uh, around the, the college world this week. Georgia Southern is a four-and-a-half-point home dog in this one. Both teams under 500. Who cares? I don't – who do I – I don't even know who to pick. I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I know nothing. So I'm going to go – So zero I, seconds of any of these two teams. Oh, 1,000% true. So I just now made this pick. I, it kind of changed. So I'm going to go just off injury report. Because it's a, Georgia Southern has two wide receivers out. I don't know how good they are. They also have a corner that's injured. So I'm going to go Georgia State just because of the injury report. There. It, it looks better. You got to find something to make a pick in this kind of game. <laughs> um, Georgia Southern can't play defense. They're giving up 500 yards per game almost. That's not good. No. I mean, other than that, like the yards per game is this. You're looking at a six, a seven yard difference in yards per game, offensive yards per game. You're looking at same points per game, same points allowed per game, essentially 35 or 34. But Georgia Southern allows a lot of yards, so give me Georgia State. Uh, my pick is simply because. I looked at those same stats and I was just like, man, these two teams, other than other than that yardage, are very, very close. So I'm just gonna take the points. I'm gonna regret this. I'm gonna regret throwing this game in here. But give me Georgia Southern plus the four and a half. Fair. And it's let's finally the, time for Let's do what? the ass what? conference game first. Okay. So we'll get Come on, scroll. There we go. North Carolina. They are plus three and a half, taking on Notre Dame. Oh, God. I don't know what to do with either of these two teams. Notre Dame minus three and a half. That's a tiny spread. Good Lord. Uh, who do you guys got? Uh, I'm taking the Tar Heels in this one, actually. Ooh. And honestly, it's because I know nothing about Notre Dame, and I know that Sam Howell is the quarterback in North Carolina. Yeah, he is. But Unfortunately, that's really all I got. Huh. Well, I I'm going in. I'm going with North Carolina because I have zero faith in the Fighting Irish. Um, North Carolina scoring more points. Sure, Notre Dame is allow is um giving up three less three points less per game, which conveniently enough is just about is almost the spread. North Carolina's offense is so much better. The the defenses are almost the same. Give give me um give me North Carolina. I can't do it with North Carolina, man. They were supposed to be so good this year. You know what? Preseason I know they were in the top twenty five. They were like fifteenth or higher. They or something. were like Yeah, no, they were because Miami was have... fourteen. 
was all three top, all three, um, all three of the top, the supposed top ACC teams lost. Yeah. On the same day. I just, I can't do it. I cannot do it with North Carolina. I will never do it again. I have more. I don't have a lot of faith in Notre Dame, but I have more faith in Notre Dame than I do with North Carolina. Fucking Sam Howell tanking <laughs> in the draft rank. Uh, we'll get the Penn State Ohio State game here first. Fair. Penn State's Penn State's dead. It, plus eighteen and a half against Ohio State, who's laying fifty burgers left and right. I mean, do we even have to? Do we even have to? Answer any questions? Ohio State minus 18 and a half. Everybody, okay, good. Um, I'm going to say some things about this game. I'll let Caleb go first. So, because I'm a fan of the team that I am, I am not taking Ohio State. I know they're going to win. I know that they're going to blow Penn State out of the water. But because I'm a Michigan State fan, I will never choose Ohio State to win at anything. So, I'm taking the Nittany Lions in this one there i'm gonna say some things some words some words that head coach james franklin said yesterday in a press conference this this was painful when asked about this game james franklin said i'm just focused on illinois going to the big house is a tough place to play fucking do this. <laughs> James Franklin has either lost his mind or he cares so little about this game. There are some people saying, oh, he's just trying to troll Ohio State again. I don't buy that. <clears throat> no, I think he's really just that dumb. I Yo. think he's lost it. Um, If James Franklin really thinks he's taking the Penn State Nittany Lions to uh, play Illinois and Ann Arbor, well, uh... <laughs> Reroute the bus, man. <laughs> there could be some problems for Penn State. 18 is and that, a, is that his way of showing is saying that they're not going to show up? <laughs> Just auto forfeit. I mean, whether they take the field or not, I don't think it matters. <laughs> like, this is this is a game. It doesn't matter if Penn State takes the field. I've seen I mean, some I Ohio. Think it, St- I think it might because if they don't take the field and it's just an automatic forfeit, I don't think we cover. <laughs> true, that is true. Uh, um, probably probably technically be a push. Right. Be our first half point push ever. Um right. Penn State's just putrid right now. Ohio State's offense is statistically the best offense in the country. Penn State PJ Mustafar's out. Adizia Isaac out. Offensive lineman Sam Worley questionable. Running back Devin Ford, I don't even know who the fuck that guy is. The only way this game could be, like, remotely close is if fucking Saquon Barkley all of a sudden puts pads on. Puts a Penn State mm-hmm. uniform on. Yeah. Ohio State's going to win. I would take this spread if it was, like, 25. There's been words of death before, but I... I mean, Penn State's proven me nothing. I don't know why. 50, 52% of the people are on Penn State. Just because that's such a big number. It's really not, though, when you think about Ohio State. Like, there's bigger numbers out there that people aren't taking. Like Colorado Colorado plus 24 and a half, and they're they're not even close. Like, 
it, I can't do it with Penn State. Ohio State minus eighteen and a half. If fifty, another fifty burger. It's 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 fucking easy for Ohio State. It's only another, it's only a matter of time before Ohio State hangs sixty on someone again. Could very well be this week. And finally, the whole reason, the whole point of the show, Michigan, Michigan State preview. We finally get to pick the game. Number six, Michigan. On the road, they travel to Spartan Stadium in East Lansing. Michigan, well, here it's minus four and a half. Of course, we can't just get the four. got to throw that half in there. Uh, against the Spartans, number eight in the country. Both teams 7-0. and People on CBS, anyway, are fairly split on this one. 52% are on MSU. We'll throw it around. Who does everybody got? For the battle for the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Well, you know who I'm taking. I'm taking my Spartans. I just I always have faith in my team. I think we're going to keep ball, Paul Bunyan in East Lansing for another year. That's really all I got, to be honest. I mean, our pick shouldn't come as a surprise. No. Yeah. I'm interested to see what Austin. Jordan, you want to take yours first? I mean... What am I going to do? Am I, am I going to pick fucking Michigan State? No, can't do it. Uh, truth be told, as close as I do expect this game to be, I wouldn't be surprised if this if the Spartans do cover. I do think Michigan wins, but I think it's fucking stupid-ass close. Probably like a three-point game or something like that. I just can't. I don't have it in me to pick MSU to cover. Bad juju right there. Zero zero twelve overtime tie. <laughs> Are you just taking the loss and not picking this game? Uh no, I'm I'm taking Michigan State to cover. Boy. I this is a game if this were backdoor cover and you know what, I'm probably even gonna say this on backdoor cover. Stay the fuck yeah. away from this game. Oh yeah. Easy. I I mean I don't I don't like putting money on Michigan period, but this game, fuck no. Because... In terms of betting, stay away from this game. Like, I think Michigan State will cover. I don't know if they'll win. I mean, Michigan could win by more than four and a half. Michigan State could win. I don't. I don't fucking know. But nobody has a clue. Give me Michigan State to cover. Other than that, I don't have a result. Um, as entertaining as a zero zero twelve overtime uh tie would be, right. that'd be that'd be very very bad. Just split Don't. the Paul Bunyan trophy in half for the year. Just we can't keep playing anymore. Who gets who gets the Paul Bunyan bit and who just gets the heavy ass wooden base? Right. Like how do how do we how do we determine that? Uh who has more who has more yards there? Who has more? Which quarterback has more yards? I mean if it's zero zero, I'm I'm thinking that might be uh sixty nine, sixty eight there. Somewhere right. in there. Yeah. We'll move on to the NFL picks, mercifully. Uh, Thursday night football tomorrow, and questions all over the place for this one. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Jordan did make up ground in the NFL picks, by the way. I did, yes. I'm 57 and 50. Jordan is 54 and 53. I hate to Caleb had you. a better. Caleb had a better weekend than all of us. He got nine games right. So, out of 13. Out of 13, well, so. yeah. He was nine and... And five, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, Green Bay Packers, they are without Devontae Adams on the COVID list, and they are plus five and a half against the und- undefeated Arizona Cardinals. 
who are without J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt probably wouldn't have moved the line too much anyway. What do you guys got for Thursday night football? Any any risk-free same-game parlays for you tomorrow, Austin? <laughs> no? Well, considering that uh, started my – that I went over on the weekend until uh, the Sunday night game because of that. I don't know. Might get into it. Might. Depending on All what right. we got. <clears throat> so got? I, I think I'm committing a crime here, most definitely by this pick, but I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in this one. And I, I don't know why it was just kind of like the pick that's like that really came to me. And I was like, all right, the Packers are winning this one. Couldn't give you a reason. I'm just taking Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay because of one man. That man's name is Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. Give me the Packers. Arizona has to lose at some point, and it's probably going to be this game. Yeah. Uh, even without Devontae Adams, I don't see – Aaron Rodgers losing this game. I mean, they've been on such an incredible roll. And Arizona has too, but, I mean, it's fucking Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Arizona's looked questionable at points, though. <laughs> right. I mean, they barely they barely beat Minnesota, so I don't know. Needed what two Arizona interceptions returned for a touchdown against Jacksonville. Right. Uh, I'm taking Green Bay. Uh, this next game might be pants uh three and four carolina panthers they're dead against the atlanta falcons who were never alive to begin with falcons minus two and a half that just goes to show you how far the panthers have fallen off 76 percent of the people are on errors or uh, atlanta to cover the two and a half uh, you can add me to that 76 percent sam darnold's still seeing ghosts the panthers are just more bad than the falcons are so i'll take the falcons Fun fact, because I have to work this in somehow. Oh. Tickets are starting for tickets for this game are starting at nineteen dollars. So if you're in the Atlanta area and if you're in the Atlanta area on Sunday on Halloween and you want to uh, waste three hours of your life uh, around one o'clock, go watch this game. Give me give me the Falcons. I I. I might never pick the Panthers again this season or any season beyond. Like they, they just, they had everybody believing and then have fallen off the wagon. I know McCaffrey being hurt, big reason uh, as to why that's really when the downward spiral hit, but can't do it. I, it, I might be wrong. Fucking they might come. I mean, Atlanta's not good. By any means, but give me the Falcons minus two and a half. It's easy. It's always the Falcons, at least in this scenario. Right. Uh, your team, the Cincinnati Bengals, five and two, number one team in the AFC right now. No, mm-hmm. no. They are at or on the road rather against the goddamn Jets. Jets plus nine and a half. Oh boy, I, this this ought to be fun. Um, I'm not as sold on the Bengals as some uh, are. I think they're better than they've improved since last year. Obviously, it wasn't that hard, but I will take them over the Jets. They'll have what Joe Joe Flacco. I'm gonna assume is probably starting for them now, maybe. or whoever they have, some Morgan guy or whatever his last name is, a nobody. So yeah, give me the Bengals. I'm gonna work this in here too. 
If you have $23 to spend and nothing to do in New York, actually not even New New New, New York because it's actually East Rutherford, New Jersey, and there's yeah. literally nothing to do in New Jersey. I should know because I lived in New York for a year. I mean, you got that uh, you got that stupid expensive mega mall right next to the stadium. Go over there instead of going to this game. That's where I was going. I was like, go find something else to do. Yeah. Don't go, go to this game. Give me the go bangles. Pay a, go pay a ridiculous amount of money and go to fucking Nickelodeon Universe in that fucking mall over there. With yeah. Some of the worst with some of the worst rides and roller coasters I've ever seen in my life. Uh don't give yeah. me the Bengals. The, the Jets. I said it earlier. The Jets are never going to cover again, ever. If if the Bengals find a way to fuck this up, that's the, the that's the red flag for me. I would not like, be surprised right now, if they do, but I don't right think they. Right now, I believe in them. Fuck up, especially here. You can't. You can't fuck up against the I know Tennessee did it, and we love Tennessee, but can't do it if you're the Bengals. Uh Bengals. Minus nine and a half. That's a huge. Oh. <laughs> Matthew Stafford and the LA Rams. They take on the Houston Texans. Second straight week, the Tex or the uh, the Rams rather had these massive spreads. Didn't cover last week against the Lions. Will they cover the fourteen and a half with the Houston Texans? Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Rams are going to take the Texans out of existence. The Texans average 13.9 points a game, and to me, that's a generous stat. They've scored, what, eight points in the last three games? Yes. Yeah. Somewhere along that line. Yeah. Allowing Texans, 400 yards per game. Their week one win, I would assume, is boosting that tremendously. Yeah, the, the Texans are a shit show, to put it lightly. The Rams are good. Texans are awful. They gave me the Rams by a million. If you have $19.80 to spend, don't go uh, to this game. Geez. Don't go to this game. I just had to get those three out of the way because those are the three cheapest games of the week in terms of... I would say I would say go to Astro World across the expressway, but they tore that down. <laughs> yeah, don't go to this game. Uh, Rams buy a dick ton. Yeah. Uh, I was not necessarily surprised that the Lions uh, found a way to cover against the Rams last week because the Lions, at least at points, show life. Houston does not. Eight points in three games, and you are, you're you're going to give me 14 points against a team that might score 40 on these people? Can't do it. On these Rams, guys? Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Another absolute shit fest, and I think this spread should honestly be bigger. Buffalo Bills at home minus thirteen and a half against the dead one and six Dolphins. Um, one thing about the Dolphins I will say is I have not given up on Tua yet. Is he good? Not really, but I think he'll get the job done. I think the most exciting part about this game will be the pregame when we're watching Bills fans jump through tables. Yeah. So give me the Bills yep. by a ton. Yep. 74% of the people are picking the Buffalo Bills. Some people say I'm a man of the people. There we go. I'm going to have to agree with those people this time. Because Miami's dead. You want to talk about a team dead in the water? They're dead in the water right now. I, I 
don't think I'm picking the Dolphins the rest of the year. I do agree with Caleb. I, I'm not I'm not sold on Tua's garbage yet. Uh, but it's Buffalo. I've I've already called them the best team in the AFC. I'm sticking by that, although Tennessee is a close second. Uh give me Buffalo minus whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Detroit Lions, my Detroit football Lions, they return home to Ford Field. 0-7, plus three and a half against the two and five Philadelphia Eagles. And I think this might be a first on the season. 61% of the people are on the Detroit Lions. Who does everybody got? I'll let you take that. Both of you guys take this first. Um, um, so I don't remember what game it was after another, you know, loss when Dan Campbell, you know, started crying. I think that right there is kind of when I realized like this team is different and him as a coach is different. I think they're feeding into what Dan Campbell wants to do and is trying to do with that team. And they've been, you know, they've gotten not hosed necessarily, but they lost to a 66 yard field goal in a dome. We've been, we've been fucked by the football gods essentially. But no, I I think I commented on Austin's Twitter post, I think, about how something about waking up on Sundays and watching this team is just different no matter how bad they are. And I enjoy it And I because I think Campbell pulls everything out of his playbook and then some to sure. try and win these games. So give me the Lions. They're going to win by like 20. That's my prediction. Ooh. Uh, okay, so I guess I'm going first. Yep, uh, go ahead. Or second here. Uh, I'm also on the Lions. Um, Philly has been just putrid the last few weeks. And, I mean, if we don't win this one, we might we, – 0-17 is very much a possibility. So, doesn't you know get the much players easier don't want to – No, it really doesn't. Philly, you know, somehow they've won two games. I don't even understand how uh, – if the Lions even give half of what we saw against the Rams this Sunday, the Lions win their first game of the year. I will t- not only take them plus the three and a half, but I will take them to win. One in seven express. Okay. A few weeks ago, Jalen Hurts said something about if you take a shit, you don't stare at it. You just... Wash it oh, away. Yes. The, the exact quote was, you take you a deuce, you don't stare at it, you flush it. He has not you flushed take that. You a deuce. No. No, he, that, deuce is, that deuce is lingering. It's, no. it's still there for him. The Eagles are putrid. Terrible. Horrid. Awful. Bad. I could keep going on for a long time coming up with words to describe how bad the Eagles are. Give me the Detroit Football Lions. Yes. <laughs> I I said at some point I could see them winning a game. I said it on Sunday after they lost. I think I I could see them winning a game. I think this is this has to be the game for them. If it's not, it might I not don't know what's out. next. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's big, big problems if we don't win this one. We're all on the Lions. How about it? All right. The three and three Pittsburgh Steelers. 
travel to what is it first energy stadium in yep. cleveland ohio yep to take on the browns browns minus three and a half and a lot of people well not a lot of people 53 percent of the people are on the steelers here against the baker mayfieldless browns so who's everybody got here um I'm going to roll with the Steelers, and that's solely because Big Ben is just a little bit better than Case Keenum. And I don't, I'm, to me, that's questionable at this point in his career. I know Case <laughs> Keenum's bad, but Big Ben is just – He hasn't awful. been good. What a no. sentence that is. Who would have ever thought? Yeah. So give me the Steelers, and that's just a pity pick, to be honest. True. Well – I don't usually pick teams that have lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. I've done it once no. on this show already today. And I'm doing it again because, well, we saw the Browns without Case Keenum. They weren't good. Yeah. Believe Land will not be believing a whole and a whole hell of a lot come Sunday afternoon at about 4.15. Give me Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, both teams. Most, mostly give one. me Najee Harris and the Pittsburgh Steelers, but. Yeah, bingo. Najee Harris is a, is a dude. Uh, <laughs> both teams need this one really bad. I think the Steelers are just a little bit better uh, right now with uh, Ace Keenum at the helm for the Browns. Can't do it. Give me Pittsburgh. Uh, this is a matchup of two absolute shit fests. San Francisco 49ers. They are somehow. I, I, why is this just not a pick 'em? Like, uh, who who knows what any of these two teams are gonna do? Uh, Bears are three and a half point home dogs against the 49ers. I don't even know how to begin to make a pick here. Well, when I saw this game on the schedule originally, I was excited because, you know, Trey Lance versus Justin Fields, two of the, you know, good, quote-unquote, good rookies out of the draft class. But now that Trey Lance won't be playing and Justin Fields is proving to everyone that Ohio State quarterbacks are just not fit for the NFL. I know it's early. I know it's early. So I'm not going to – I'm not hating on him by any means. But right now, he's trending on that path with the – interesting bears team so give me the quarterback experience in this one with the niners and honestly i don't really care who wins or loses <laughs> i watched the san francisco 49ers on um sunday night we sure did i wish i wouldn't have same but i did i really wish i wouldn't have that team's terrible Yes, the 49ers have had a very difficult stretch. They have the uh, number one ranked strength of schedule in football right now. And it shows because they're getting their dicks stomped in. But they're just not good. Give me the Bears at home. It's difficult to go on the road and actually play good. (laughs) The only thing that really travels, at least in terms of offense is a running game, and the 49ers don't even have that. Defense and running running games travel, and, well, those are two things that the 49ers don't really have. Yeah. So, Uh, give me the Bears. I am also on the Bears. Um, I just think one of these weeks, 
you're going to see something out of Justin Fields, and he's not going to become a meme every fucking week. So well, it's got to happen sometime, and the 49ers are a good candidate to have that happen. Uh, so he's going to have his, he's going to have a rough time. Uh, you know, there's a there's a guy that wears uh, 97 on that 49er team that's pretty good at the football thing. Yeah, he's a good pass rusher. <clears throat> yeah, I've heard that. Uh, so Justin Fields might be running for his life a little bit. This has this like a very similar score as to their Sunday night game. Like has a very similar feeling. Uh, but it could be similar to the Monday night game in thirteen ten. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, we could have a Carolina New York situation and five three be the final score. I don't know. <laughs> but I will take I don't know. Uh, I said the last one should be a pick'em. We have one that is our, I believe our second of the year. Yes. Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts. Colts the slight underdog at a half. 76% of the people are on the Titans. Pickums are fun. What do you guys got? Um, I like the Colts. Like I like what they're doing. I think they've got they're putting the pieces together. Carson Wentz isn't it. I know like he didn't have the greatest situation in Philly. Injuries kind of, you know, hurt him in a way, but I don't think the Colts are it. I think Tennessee is the real deal. I think Derrick Henry is literally going to run all over them because if the Niners can do it, why can't he do it by himself? So give me Tennessee. Derrick Henry is the best player in football. Yeah. G- give me give me Derrick Henry. As long as, long as Mike Vrabel doesn't have some instance like he did against the Jets where all of a sudden Ryan Tannehill has to throw the ball 60 times. Tennessee's going to win this. Yeah. Convincingly. If this was anybody else, if the Colts were playing literally anybody else, I'd probably pick them. Yeah. But I can't. Like, Tennessee, I know they had, they laid the egg against the Jets, but can't do it. So, give me, give me the Titans. Uh, this game could be really bad. Jacksonville Jaguars, who I forget exist half the time, they're on the road. Going to Lumen Field to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Still no Russell Wilson. Seahawks minus three and a half. Who would have ever thought that Seahawks would be a three and a half point favorite at home? That spread being that tiny against these lifeless Jags. Uh, so I'm going to throw a curveball here. Uh-oh. And honestly, I'm going to take Sunshine 2.0. Trevor Uh-oh. Lawrence is going to get the job done. This is going to be like his quote-unquote first big win of his career against a, a painfully down bad Seahawks team without Russell Wilson. So it's not a big win, but everyone's going to consider it one when they win by three. That's my prediction. Okay, well, I the biggest thing here... The Jags are missing their best pass rusher in Miles Jack. I think, unfortunately, for that, just off of that alone, Geno Smith's going to be able to stay just a little bit more comfortable. So give me the Seahawks. Again, it's tough to win on the road. It's tough to go out on, especially when you're... This is... This is essentially... a pri- This is a primetime game for Jacksonville. This is a 7 o'clock yeah, game for Jacksonville. Much. 
like it's it's difficult to to travel that far west on the road and do you then have to play a if this was a one o'clock game it'd be a bit more bearable for i could see jacksonville winning this but four o'clock no Geno yeah, Smith's gonna get his first win. Yeah, uh, I can't do it with the Jags uh, until they prove prove me something. I mean, I know they got the win, uh, didn't really do much to to get it, <laughs> so I uh, can't do it with them. Give me the Seahawks. Geno Smith, by no means, is a good quarterback, but he's oh. looked better every week since he's had to come into the game and, and lead the Seahawks team. So uh, give me the Seahawks. Can't believe I'm taking Geno Smith. Never thought that would happen. The Patriots, fresh off lane of 50-burger against the Jets, have a tough test. They travel to SoFi Stadium to take on the Chargers, coming off a bye. And I think a lot of the people, the 35% of the people are on New England here, and I think it's just the recency of the – whopping 54 on the jets yeah that they that has a lot of people picking the patriots and i think that spread probably would have been a lot bigger had that not happened so chargers minus five and a half does everybody got um i know i feel like justin herbert hasn't played the best i think he's been good this year i don't think he's played the best but i also am not very high on mac jones and the pats they beat the jets like yeah they beat the Jets, so give me the Chargers. I think it can be. Cl- I think it'll be close, though. But yeah, give me the Chargers. So, <sighs> I want to take my guy Matthew Judon. Oh no! I want to. Oh. I I really want to. I think he's gonna make things very uncomfortable for Justin Herbert. I love me some Matthew Judon. He's a Grand Valley State alum. That he is. One of the uh, few NFL Grand Valley State players, <laughs> at least in term in recency. Um, I want I want to take my guy. But you can't. But I, I just can't. That Chargers team is solid. They're not they're not elite, but they're solid. And they have the Chargers have a guy named Joey Bosa who, in terms of pass rushing, he's kind of good. Yeah, I've heard that. So Mac Jones is going to be that that blindside tackle. And Jordan, you and I um called that game their game against uh, Tampa a few weeks back. That blindside tackle that the Patriots have is absolutely dog shit yeah at least in, in surprise, ter- surprise mac did, uh, didn't die more in ter- at least let me rephrase it in terms of an nfl lineman he's dog shit he's terrible in, in terms of an nfl lineman i get it he's one of the elite uh, obviously at some point he was one of the elite offensive linemen that's how he made it into the show but you put him, you put Joey Bosa across from him. Mac Jones is going to have a terrible day. Give me the Chargers. Uh, Both quarterbacks might it. die. Yeah, I'll keep it nice and simple. Chargers, it's easy for me. Uh, Patriots have three wins. Two of them are against the Jets. So 
can't do it. Uh, and a game that in years past would have been pretty fun. It would have been Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Instead, it's Tom Brady versus Jameis Winston. Saints are a four-and-a-half-point home dog, and nobody believes in them. Only 19% of the CBS picks are on the Saints. Yeah, uh, the Bucks are going to win. Jameis Winston is just going to do what he does and pat his stats. He's going to throw just as many interceptions as he does touchdowns like he does every year. I just don't think he's that good. So give me the Buccaneers minus Tom Brady because I don't like Tom Brady. Um, well, so far the season shows uh, that the Saints are due for a dud. You could argue. I mean, you could I argue, was going to say you could argue this last game was a dud. Yeah, it, and it was. But the Saints have been good, then they've been bad. Then they've been good, then they've been bad. Then they've been good, then they've been bad. Give me the Buccaneers. Uh, after what they showed me against Seattle, <laughs> Seattle's not even, <clears throat> even with Russell Wilson, Seattle's not on the level that Tampa Bay is. So you're going to not not enough points for me to take New Orleans. I can't. Won't. All right. Uh, last of the four o'clock slate, the Washington football team, they traveled a mile high to take on the Denver Broncos. Uh, game's gross. <laughs> Broncos minus three and a half at home. Football team, that's who's winning this game. <laughs> that's it. I hate myself. Uh-oh. A lot. Dan Snyder is a terrible human being. Oh, no. However, Taylor Heineke's going to be rather comfortable. Von Miller, out with an ankle injury. Malik Reed. Out with a groin injury. Uh, nose tackle Mike Purcell. I don't know how much he actually plays. Out with a thumb injury. Those are all defensive players. Where's the strain pectoral? I'm surprised it's not there. You can right. sit and say whatever you want about how the Denver Broncos have the four, have the fourth ranked strength of schedule, but they're still ass. Give me. Give me Washington. Give me WTF. I mean, I mean WFT. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, <clears throat> give me the football team. I I can't even do anything different. I have zero faith in Denver, and I really like Taylor Heineke. Apparently, the people we're not we are not men of the people on that one. I uh, know, uh, unfortunately. No. So I don't know. Hard hard to say. The people will be uh, wrong. I think so too. I the WFT. Football team, they're 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 due for a good. And Denver's a good candidate to get it against. Uh, why is this a primetime game? Sunday night football. The Dallas Cowboys five and one on the year. They, whoa, why is this spread so low? What is this game? Um, Did somebody Cowboys... die that I missed? <laughs> or they... oh yeah yeah could very well be I a mean, problem. Dak yeah Dak being questionable I think hurts this spread right now it is Minnesota plus two and a half I oh god I think I uh, I don't know what to do I'll throw it to you guys 
Um, this comes down to like my like unwritten rule, you could say. I don't pick the Cowboys. They're not America's team. I think they're hot fucking garbage. So give me Captain Kirk and the Vikings. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm a MSU fan. Gotta gotta pick Kirk Cousins. Gotta pick Kirk Cousins. I don't pick teams that uh have, well I've broken that rule a couple times in the past few <laughs> two, weeks. Two times in this show alone. Yeah. I think I believe four times total. Two. Sounds like you do pick against teams that lose to the or to pick teams that lose to the Bengals. I don't really often. I don't. I very very rarely do I pick teams that lose to the Bengals. I believe uh, four times in sixty games would be the stat. Um, not more than that, but still. I'm not doing it here. Minnesota's bad. Unless Mike McCarthy literally takes his brain out and leaves it in Dallas. Which does happen. Which, I mean, that could happen, let's be honest. Uh, he, he makes some calls that make you want to bash your head like he makes you the make, hardest wall ever. He um, makes calls that make Jim Harbaugh look sane. Yes. Which is tough. Yes. Um, unless Mike McCarthy literally leaves his brain on his bookshelf at Dallas in Dallas, the Cowboys are going to win this game. Yeah. Uh, Dallas wins not because of Mike McCarthy. That's for certain. Fuck. Uh, he just he kind of exists and is there to make decisions, but they usually aren't the right. Uh, they are on a roll, though. Uh, the fact that we don't know whether Dax ruled out or not yet leads me to believe that he will play. Even if he doesn't, I think they win anyway. They don't have Andy Dalton's the backup, so I mean... I don't even know who the backup is. Cooper Rush? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, I yes. Mean, CMU uh, alum. It's a bit scary to to pick the Cowboys and not have that certainty of Zach playing or not, but if he plays, yeah, the, that's the only reason the spread's close. And you're still not giving me enough points to pick Minnesota for any reason other than that. So, you can't do it. Cowboys, minus two and a half. I can't believe that's a real spread. And another, huh? This is a primetime sort of game? Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, in all of their disarray, at home, Monday Night Football, from Arrowhead, and they are minus nine and a half against the New York football giants. Fresh off their 25-3 win over the now dead Carolina Panthers. Last game of the week. Who do you got, boys? I mean, is it even like a question? Like I mean, Kansas City I mean... did score three points last week. That's true. Yeah, that is true. I don't know. I think uh the whole the whole Chiefs just organization as a whole bounces back from yeah, whatever I watched last week, and I think they'll get the job done pretty handily over a very beat up Giants team. They need it. Biggest thing here is uh well, Saquon Barkley is not playing. Is he not? 
Let's see. Now he's still real he's, questionable, but I don't. This is questionable here. I would not be surprised if he does not play this game. Giants are fucking banged up. Six six guys on the uh, uh, injury report, including three wide receivers. Even even if Patrick Mahomes does not play this game, that means it would be it would be down to Chad Henney. Chad Henney could do it. Yes. Chad Henney could still do it with this team, with this Chiefs team. Give me give me give me Chad Henney. Patrick Mahomes, Chad Henney, the nine and a half is fucking not big for a team playing against like a team like the Giants. This shouldn't be a primetime game. Give me Kansas City. Yeah, I can't believe I'm actually going to probably watch this game. I mean, I know I will because the Mannings are on next week, aren't they? I believe so. I mean, they didn't tell they didn't tell us that they weren't. God, I hope uh, so. <clears throat> I am going against everything that I've said all year long, and that is picking the Chiefs to cover is a very dangerous situation because until they barely covered against the Eagles, uh, they hadn't covered since November 1st of last year. This Chiefs team, for whatever reason, doesn't it, it spreads too big for them. They are 0-3 this season at home against the spread. But it's the Giants. I can't do it. Give me the Chiefs. Minus nine and a half. And those, mercifully, are, are the, the picks. picks. Well, champ and chump of the road. Who? who... Champ and chunk, chump of the week, you mean? Champ and chump. Yes, yeah, that. The, the, the words. Words yeah. are hard. Yeah. One in the morning, okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, yes, champ and chump of the week. We will let, as as is tradition, let the guest go first if you if you prepared one. I did not, so I'll let you guys uh, <laughs> take Fair this enough. one. All right, uh, Jordan, I go ahead. Take, yeah, I'll take my uh, my champ first. Uh, Lucas Raymond, he was my champ last week for scoring his first NHL goal. He's my champ this week for scoring his first NHL hat trick. Uh, absolutely incredible four point night uh, in his sixth NHL game. And uh, yes, well, let me let me dig through my mind and remember the stat. Lucas Raymond became the first Red Wings player under t- uh, younger than 20 years old <clears throat> to to have a four point game. The third one and the other two to do it were Steve Eiserman and Gordy Gordy Howe. So pretty good company to be in right there. Uh, Raymond's looked phenomenal. Wings. Got another win tonight against the Washington Capitals. Uh, took overtime, but they did it. Loving the wings. Loving Raymond. Most cider. Loving this team. Okay, that's Jordan's. Yes. Mine, it's going to be a little interesting, and some people will question this. Uh-oh. And do you know what I say to those people? Go fuck yourselves. Oh, wow. wow. I see. Because <laughs> if you question this, you're just... I think you honestly probably should question life a little bit. Mine is U.S. women's national team soccer player Carly Lloyd. She played her her final game in United States women's uniform on Tuesday. She has been stellar, stellar representative, representative of the United States and United States soccer. Here are some of her accolades. She has won 
two Olympic gold medals, both in, or one in 08, one in 2012, a bronze medal in 2021, the Women's World Cup in 2015 and 2019, and uh, World Cup runner-up in 2011. Um, the CONCACAF Women's Championship, she's been, she was part of those winning teams in 14 and 18. I could keep going on. Best Women's Player of the Year in 2016. She, what she did for the women, the game of soccer in America and women's soccer, even in particular, it can't be, it can't be stated. She's just phenomenal player, and to play her final game in a U.S. women's uniform for, and she played for such a long fucking time too. Her first, oh, yeah. her first appearance on the national team was in 2002. And she's just now retiring. She's my champ of the week. All right. My chump of the week. Can't believe I'm doing it, but it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they have gone from back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl championship, to this. (laughs) Just scoring three points, albeit against a very good Tennessee team. But... I don't know what it is. I don't know if the league's just figured them out. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're banged up. Hard to say. But how quickly <laughs> the the conversation has gone from, oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is going to be worth every cent of that uh, massive contract he signed to Patrick Mahomes might be washed up is very, very – it happened way too quick. Uh, so – now, I'm not saying I think Patrick Mahomes is washed up, but people are talking about it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, he's, he's not. He'll be fine. But Chiefs are broken, and they got to figure it out. Oh, boy. I I have options for champ, for Trump of the Week. I, I could mean, go we with always the, do. I could go with the Penn State Nittany Lions, or James Franklin even. <laughs> but I'm not. George I, I could go with him, but I'm not. Uh, unfortunately, this individual is making it back into the show. Oh, no. And I said at the top of the show in the news uh, a little over four hours, about four hours ago, a little under four hours ago, um, <laughs> that this story wouldn't die. Mm. John Gruden was interviewed for the first time since resigning. And he said in this interview, people who know me know what I stand for for 58 years. The truth will come out. Really? Well, John, here's the truth. Off of what you said in those emails, you look like a shitbag. John Gruden? Truth will come out. So he's saying that that it's not real? I, uh, sure. I don't know. I think he's just lost his mind. But he... He wrote those emails. Well, he wrote the emails, and didn't he also write the apology? And the the, I don't want to be a distraction thing? Yes. The resignation? What the hell? 
Jesus. John Gruden, just take your Loser. L and move the fuck on. Move on to yeah, being I mean, just a rich, irrelevant dude. Be, hey, best friends with Mark Davis makes it not not a surprise that they don't know when to just admit that they're wrong. And with that being said, it is time for one for the road so we can all go to bed. Right. Uh, do you have do you have a one for the road, Caleb? <laughs> go green. I mean, that is my I think for the road. <laughs> I figured that would be the one. I can't I can't make it my my one for the road. It's already been set. So I will say that mine is and before you call me crazy it is philadelphia eagles at detroit lions not because you expect to see any good football because that might be few and far between in this game but if what we all think happens or what we all think is going to happen happens and the lions get a win i am so ready for the celebration and everything that those players are going to give Dan Campbell for getting his first win. Going to be phenomenal if and when it happens, whether it be this week, whether it be next year, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be great to see whenever it does happen. And I think there's a pretty good chance. We all think there's a pretty good chance of it happening this Sunday. Okay. Those are both fair. I am flipping the script and breaking the rules as I sometimes uh -oh. do in this segment. I have two for the road. Because I honestly expected you guys to both pick the same thing. I mean, I did, essentially. Lions is, Lions is my number two, but it's already been said. I figured I'd throw something else in. I, because I expected you guys to pick the same thing, I picked two games on Saturday. <clears throat> Most of you who watch this podcast or listen to this probably know what those two games are. Because they're both college football games. Likely. Number one. Oh damn it! There, I didn't do any CFL stuff this week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> no. No auto. No Ottawa Red Blacks this week. <laughs> Number one happening at 3:30 in the city of Jacksonville, the biggest cocktail party in the world. The Florida Gators take on the Georgia Bulldogs. It's a fun game fun might be ugly who knows fun game and then number two 730 on abc um by the way the florida georgia game is uh at are on cbs 330 um number two on abc at 730 um you gotta suffer through kirk herbstreet and uh what reese davis i think no fowler. kirk herbstreet and chris fowler chris fowler yeah Thank God. I, I honestly don't know who I'd rather have out of those two, actually. I'd, ha I'd rather have Reed. Yeah, I think so. Any day of the week. <laughs> um, the game that is going to... It's, it might not be as meaningful because Penn State sucks, but is honestly just as meaningful as the Michigan-Michigan State game because it essentially... Decides the top two in the Big Ten East. Mm -hmm. Ohio State, Penn State. 730 ABC. Those are my two for the road. 
with that being said, that is the show. Um, Caleb, any closing notes real quick? I have none. Okay. Um, real quick then. Um, first off, I want to thank everybody who is, um, has sat here for the past four hours and 10 minutes, four hours and 11 minutes here in a couple seconds, um, through the show, uh, without you guys, uh, this stuff wouldn't really happen. Um, I kind of did it last week, said this, had the same drawn out thank you last week, but, uh, on Monday, Jordan and I were looking at this, uh, this will be our fourth year, or well, coming, going into April, that'll be our fourth year. This project, a uh, little project of ours, has just taken on a new life. We have our own spinoff show on um, Fridays now, for for now, with Backdoor Cover, a show on sports gambling. So, again, without all of you guys, a lot of this stuff wouldn't be happening. And I would also like to thank, uh, thank you, Caleb, for coming on the show and spending the past four hours and change with us. Uh, we like having guests on. It's just... It can be a struggle scheduling all the time, and hopefully, hopefully we can get you on again sometime soon. Would be more than happy to do that. It was awesome. Um, Jordan, anything? Uh, oh, fuck Dan Snyder. First off. <clears throat> yep. Get that. Get that out of the way before I forget it. Yep. Fair. Um. Yeah. Gonna be a weekend. Uh, tell you that. Well, uh, will any? Well. You might be sober, Austin. Yes, I will, mostly because will I'll have to be. Will I be throughout the Michigan-Michigan State game? Not likely, <laughs> which is a problem because it starts at noon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rip. But, yeah, that's, that's going to be a game. Uh, always, always, a, always a tight one, it seems. Every, even, when, even when teams are – one team is bad, it always seems that, that this game is just wild – unpredictable it usually is so we'll see noon sunday on fox big noon saturday yeah all righty then with that being said um thank you everyone for making us part of your day however you may be watching or listening wherever you may be watching or listening from peace out and stay classy see ya forgot to say bang